This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Hey guys, welcome to the podcast, episode 480. The podcast is presented by Elite Archery. Um, The elites at the Working Class Bowhunter crew are mostly doing some work. Um, If you ask me and the Lord Austin Chandler... um, we're figuring out how to use those things. Uh, Doug and Eric. Doug is has good intentions on shooting deer with his elite, and he's accidentally passing monsters. Oh. A giant that he has on film, right? Doug. That's the one. He didn't think it was that big. And, Come on, man. Yeah, and it was like, it, we'll get into that. It hurt me. I'm not here the, to give him shit. The elite is hungry, dude. I am. I'll give him shit. Uh, I think his feelings are hurt. Like I think he's feeling sad about it, but like good, good golden opportunity to let his elite go to work. Um, it went home hungry. As a rapper once said, "My trigger finger has a chicken pox, and any chance that I get to shoot my elite, I'm shooting my elite at some stuff, man. I'm shooting the remedy this year. I love it. Um, elite just launched a couple new bows. Um, one is a mid price point bow, which I don't know if any other companies have ever done that. That's the terrain. I think it's super new at the time of this recording. Um, but I looked at the, the, the specs and the price of it. And I'm like, man, that's going to box a lot of other brands out because that's, a, that's what I, that's what the price bow should be. I believe that's 700 mark. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Nice. And plus, if you go to EliteArchery.com, you can use code WCB, buy it through them, save yourself some money, and then have that both shipped to a local dealer. So not only are you helping us, you're helping Elite, you're helping a local dealer. Okay, dude, I got a question for you. Yeah. I'm in the market for a new bow. Mm-hmm. You know what I like doing. So what? which one would you go with if you were I? At this point, well, do you like a longer bow or a shorter bow? Yep. You do like not too short, not too long, but I would rather go longer than shorter. Like if you're going to go right now and order one and not wait until like all the new flagship bows are out. Right. I'm shooting the remedy. I really like the remedy because it's not too long, but it's not like a short compact bow. Yep. I think it's like a 34 ish. Nice. 34 is right in that range. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I just like the the platform of the size of it, the feel of it. That's, that's what I would recommend if you, that's your 
the okay, field. Okay, dude, I'm going to shoot it before I leave town. Yeah, you should. Might as well. Cool. Cool, yeah, cool. I never thought about it. It's, it's a killer bow. I had the Cure the year before. Um, Trey has that bow now. That was a great bow. Um, but, yeah, I like 34, like right in that size, axle to axle. I just think the... The size feels good. A little, little longer, a little more forgiving. Yeah. Um. I think you'd enjoy it. I like that, dude. So I need a forgiving bow. Yeah. So like, if you have an elite dealer in your area in Utah somewhere, yep. you can use code WCB on Elite Archery, have it shipped to a local dealer. Oh hell yeah! So it helps us because use our code shows the traffic and all that, and that you support us and what we do, and then you support local dealers. You know, through that. So it's kind of cool. Elite does that. Cool. Um. It, it's it's Joe Dirt. You know, you win twice, brother. <laughs> I don't know know how that works out. Um, One other, this is exciting news for us um, here at Working Class Bowhunter, new partnership announcement, Camel Fire. And I thought Camel Fire, um, as far as like in the Midwest, most people just knew about Camel Fire because it's a really cool website. Well, coming to find out, like not everybody knows about Camel Fire in the Midwest. Yeah, you didn't. But like uh, like our buddy Gino, he gets on Camel Fire every single day. Trevor Schmidt, he's on Camel Fire every single day. That's what he does. He checks Camel Fire, see what deals New are deals on. every day. Yeah. Yep. And, and people, you know the guys from Camel Fire personally, don't yeah, you? Yeah, I got a good buddy over there, Jason. I grew up with him in high school. No kidding? Oh, yeah. I didn't know you guys were like that. Yeah, dude. So I've you know known him for everybody. a long time. Dang. Okay. Well. But yeah, there's a bunch of good guys over there. Well, Camel Fire is really cool because like right now I have it pulled up. Um, link in the episode description. It's just deals, and they can be 50% off. It can be more than that. Uh, everything varies, but it's just um, basically it times out, and it'll basically refresh with new gear, and it, it can just be um, like whatever. So right now, the time of recording, there's a headlamp, black diamond headlamp that's 20% off, um, bow hooks that are 60% off. Um, Dude, some of the best deals I've got on there, trail cameras. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Dude, they've had killer deals on trail cameras well, on there like before. Bow hooks, gear hooks. That's kind of like what's going on. There's, I mean, all sorts of stuff on here. 56% off, 67% off, ground blind, 35% off. Um, it kind of fits well with uh, our listener base and kind of like the just the working class crowd. Like you can get on here and really pick up some really neat stuff for pretty damn cheap. I'll say, man, I've gone on there and I've looked at it, but the deals are so crazy. I really didn't take it seriously. Yeah, you were saying that. I thought that got, that was kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no way it's just 67% off, but yeah. It's real. It's there. Gino and Trevor order a lot of stuff on Camo Fire. I, now that you say it, I know Gene gets on there and does that. Oh, I've for heard sure. Him talk about it all the time. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. But they have an app too mm-hmm. and all that. So you can get on there, pull it up, and see what deals they are. So we're pretty excited about this partnership. It's pretty cool. Great people. Um, but yeah, we have our own like Camo Fire link. Um, so if you go through our episode description or go through our website under the partners tab, um, you go through there. That helps us out. Um, even if you're just seeing what's on there, you know, just click that link and see what's going on for the day because um, it changes. It's, it changes all the time. So d- different deals. So really excited to have them aboard. That's pretty cool. They believed in us and uh, great people over there. So we're excited for the partnership and um, getting to know good people. Um, the podcast also brought to you by Big Time. Um, you know, hopefully you got your plots in, or if you haven't, you're planning something for next year. Um, I actually killed my buck this year out of a buck brunch plot. Me too. Which is cool. Yeah, yours too, huh? Long range. On the same day. Same day, long range. You know Ooh. that? We kill our bucks the hey, same day. Hey, my buck was close to one of those food plots. I do know that. Between several of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Judd, big time's actually part of your diet, it I is. found out today. It is. Um, I keep my mother-in-law happy by keeping her in the in the turnips. 
<laughs> she makes taters and turnips and like she says they're the best turnip she's ever had and she's a real root person so Ooh. it's andrew i didn't know this so keep your mother-in-law happy with root vegetables take it from me and, and, <laughs> and use code wcb 2021 and keep your mother-in-law happy with all her roots <laughs> it's good i'm serious i'm not joking no that's, joke. A, that's really funny <laughs> uh podcast also brought to you by spy point trail cameras um i love spy point the cell links the link micros um definitely budget options available to get into some cell cams um i'm loving them man right now it's super addicting it'll drive you nuts too because you take a break for lunch and then you have a buck walk through midday at one o'clock when you should have been out there and you kick your own ass um spy point makes you feel that but it also teaches you a lot in real time when you have a cell cam because you're more aware of like what the weather's doing like next couple of days here it's supposed to be really windy if cell cams are dead you kind of like you learn it different mm-hmm. whereas if you were to check your trail cam two weeks later you don't you kind of forget that it was a windy day and you just see what was on your cam and you forget about the the picture in real time for what the conditions were yep or you know or what your deer cast is saying to what trail cam pictures you're getting mm-hmm. so that's what's fun about um spy point does that correlate a lot whether deer cast and you're like okay deer cast says it's going to be good from 12 30 to 1 30 and then you started to like notice where your cell cam is sending pictures about that same time i for sure yeah. okay definitely Interesting. that's cool it's actually um a little shocking yeah to be honest like days where it says poor first days it says great yeah they're okay poor trail cameras aren't going off good yeah. they're like okay that's cool dude. i mean it's it's not you know we broke that down you know with mark a couple times in the podcast it's and he basically says like well, this is a legit algorithm it's not like a smoke and mirror thing like there's 13 different factors that play into their algorithm that uh-huh. calculate like what rating it gives you mm-hmm. and it makes sense you know what i mean all that right. calculates in so it, and, but then you see guys on the internet being like i saw deer and it said poor okay well listen mark right. can't predict every two and a half year old buck one and a half year old buck that gets up to go nibble on big time and then go bed back down yep. or a coyote bumps when he gets up and you see him yep. he can't mark can't hold your hand he's, he's probably, a wizard but he's not that kind of wizard he's probably working on an app to hold your hand <laughs> did you see the comment i made in the group i said on top of your sloppy hunting tactics <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you see that? I didn't see oh, that. I figured Judd have been all over that. Oh no! So in the working class bow hunters group, Deercast got brought up on a thread, and I basically got tired of seeing people like, um, it's, what it is is people just generalize too much, and they can't think critically for themselves. Like that's a big problem, right? Yeah, right. With the internet, so it's like. I'll never let a fucking app tell me yeah. if I can go hunting. If you're listening to an app, you need to quit hunting, blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. Like, it's and just I, a tool. Bag. And I got in there. It's and a damn good one. And one more tool in the tool bag. Yep. Right. And and I got in there and kind of said, I was like, yeah, Mark can't predict every deer on your single prop on your property, and he can't predict how sloppy your hunting tactics are. <laughs> <laughs> it's magic, man. <laughs> Did he ever reply back? Whoever you... Um, I said it just in general. I oh, just commented okay. on our own okay. thread in general. I, it was a... Um, Somebody posts about DeerCast, and then I just commented under, like, not not under Working Class Bowhunter page, under just my personal deal. Okay. Um, I don't know. A lot of people <laughs> liked it because I think they thought it was funny, but is it not true, though? Like, you try yeah. not to target individuals. Yeah. Well, it's just because you hunt like an asshole doesn't mean it's Mark Drury's fault. Yeah. You know, it's like maybe you should have paid more fucking attention on your entry and exit strategies. Uh, that's a good segue. We're talking Rogue Ridge. 
Um, Dude, you guys are all e-bike users. Yep. Yes. And actually, I did want to do a podcast, but we have other things to podcast about um, all of a sudden. Yeah, dude. E-bikes are the bomb. Dude, it is a game changer, man. Mm -hmm. I got uh, the Rogue Ridge uh, RM750, the full frame version uh eric rocks the the step through version with um it's still uh, 750 watt but it folds yeah um he's got like all the racks and stuff i realized today i'm still a child because when i'm riding mine i like like pull little manuals and stuff like down to the stand <laughs> and shit like I well don't that's because you used to bike when you're a kid right yeah bmx yeah. yeah yeah that's cool dude on my way out once i get past the fragile spots in my property on the way back to like where I where I park my truck and stuff, I'm doing like 22 mile an hour, zipping down the zipping. Tr- I'm gonna hit a deer one of these days on that oh, thing. Oh yeah, man! And just break both my collarbones. Well, dude, you got work to get done, dude. You gotta go sit the stand. You gotta get back to the studio. You gotta like, you know what I mean? You can't be wasting time walking. Yeah, I'm. Why would I do that? <laughs> Don't be a chump using your feet. Yeah, but honestly, Ride that bike get back to work, dude. It's a magic carpet. It is because you. I don't have to worry about going on a certain trail that a buck might come out on because I'm just gliding. Yeah. No, because it's got the throttle ground sound. No. no, so you just keep your pedals level and glide in there, dude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love it. I haven't wrecked it yet. I have. Knock on wood. You have? Oh, You've yes. wrecked yours? Yes. When a 70 pound e bike lands on top of you, you know it. <laughs> How'd you slam? What happened? Oh, I was, uh, I ran over a four by four in the wood yard and oh, shit. just went ass over tea kettle and it landed on top of me. And you know what they call that? OTB, over, OTB over the bars, over the bars, straight over the bars. Came home covered in like, like that real fine like baseball field dust, and there's <laughs> uh, blood yeah. coming out by my ear and my eyebrow, and I roll in. My wife's like, "You're done." Park it. No, I'm not. <laughs> Park it. <laughs> have you ever slammed on your bike, Devin? Uh, a few times, yeah. You have? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Because you're riding in different terrain than we have here. Yeah, more like high country, you know, terrain. There's still mountain bike trails, you know. Oh, but, right, uh, right. But yeah, high country, dude. That was really cool to hear that, that the e-bikes handle that kind of terrain. I, oh, I'd dude, work, they're I, I impressive. Unreal. Dude, they're the shit. You get them in the right like gear with the derailleur. Yeah. And then, yeah, like a pedal assist. You know, I'm real hard on that thing. Like, just because I got it, I got it uh, late spring, early spring. Yeah. And it's not hunting season then. Like, if I would have got it, like, September... I would have been much more gentle with it because it would have just been my entry exit bike. And that's what it is now. But all summer, I just beat the fuck out of it. Yeah. And it's still running, dude. Still running. Still dude. running like a champ. I beat the fuck out of it. I, uh, it's bad. Dude, like, in, dude, in the high country, what would take me, you know, two hours to hike, 40 minutes, yeah. 35 minutes, you yeah, know? It's incredible. It's just like a time saver, energy saver. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's quiet. Hunt smart. If you stop and listen, like when you're cruising through, like even if it's dry out, the sound is different. Mm -hmm. Like the rolling. Yeah. It's just different than like if you're walking, I feel like I'd be making like three times as much noise. Yeah. It's one of those things that sound like people who don't have one probably think it's like silly that we're talking about it. Yeah. But until you use one, you're like. Yeah. Until you use one and you whiz past a doe and she just kind of is looking at y'all confused, like what the fuck was that? Yeah. It hits. Yeah. It's like, yes. Dude, I almost, do you almost hit rabbits on yours? No, I almost hit a coyote going down the road one night. I had the headlight on, and it was running right down the middle of the road and had no idea I was there, and I just about hit the fucker. Oh, really? And I would, it would have cleaned my clock because oh, I was yeah. going full speed. It would have washed your front tire out. You would have oh, yeah. slammed. That would have been done. But I was like, oh, shit. I swerved around it, and then he took off to the right. It was, it was I've almost ran over probably every other time I'm on my way out when I'm hauling. I almost run over a rabbit almost every time. No kidding. <laughs> really? They're just like in the trail, and like they don't hear me. <laughs> and then I whip around, and I got that headlight, and I think they're just like, ah! 
Well, they get blinded by the headlight, yeah. dude. And they're like, what do I do? Dude, I'm going to hit a wrap my front wheel and just wash me out. <laughs> Need to start carrying a 410 during shed season. <laughs> yeah. Eat some of them, guys. I, Road Ridge, I think, loves us and hates us a little bit when we plug our ads because it that. always ends up like me talking about how I'm going to get hurt on it. Yeah. It's <laughs> always about the collarbones. But I'm, oh, it is. I broke collarbone riding BMX. Yeah. OTB, you break collarbones. Oh. But I'm also just irresponsible. So don't like listen to what I do. You know what I mean? Just don't don't do what I do. Just having fun. Having fun's not irresponsible. Let's be don't right. go over twenty. Okay, down the trail. Yeah, over twenty. Don't go over ten. Just take it easy. Completely I, unnecessary. Just, right. Like I'm cranking. <laughs> you know. How fast can I go today? I had a thing doing like thirty three one time. Shut up. I swear yeah. to God. No shit. Do I get the thing in the in the in the heaviest gear? Uh huh. Tallest gear, and <laughs> have it on five. And I got going down my road and gravel, dude. And I'm like, <laughs> getting it. It was when I first got it. I'm like, I just see how fast I can get this thing going. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, dude, 33 is what I had it at. Dang, hauling. Because you get you get the pedal assist to help you going, and then yep. I'm cranking. That that tallest gear is tall. Uh-huh. Like if you're not using that electric motor to pedal assist, it's hard to crank. So I mean, it's you don't run out of gear. You know Impressive, what I mean? dude. You, you know what That's I mean? Fast on, on a bike when you're pedaling, you yeah. kind of like top. You max out the gear, and it's like not cranking anymore. Yep. That gear's so tall, it you don't you don't max do it out. It's, it's awesome. And it's a pretty cool thing being all out of shape like I am. It's like I, I haven't had to stand up on my bike at all like you did when you were a kid to get going up a hill. Yeah. You just sit there and you take it nice and easy, and that pedal assist gets you where you're going. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. I do all this. I facilitates yeah, my bad fat ass <laughs> I, I almost never sit down on my bike actually oh yeah i'm always yeah i'm always bouncing the suspension up and pulling the front wheel. i'm an idiot dude um man rogue rich has got the plug of a lifetime uh <laughs> the podcast also brought to you by scent crusher um old barn taxidermy and novix tree stands so it's all kind of like add in together it's like your scent control the novix gets you there the, the, the novix gets you there the scent crusher helps you accomplish your goal and then you end up at old barn taxidermy is really how it works yep and uh devin you'll be there we'll talk about that yeah um loophole optics super thankful to have them aboard um i don't go to the woods without them i feel naked if i go anywhere without loopholes now um and thermosy i have actually have to grab a thermosy one of the traditional series to do a tree stand seat replacement and get that on there and Get me nice and comfy. Um, what, what do we say? Keep you have options. Keep your butt cool in the summer and keep you warm in the winter. So check out Thermoseat. Code WCTS at Thermoseat. Um, and then uh, Doug is not here because Doug is on rutcation, uh, passing bucks he shouldn't pass. Mm. Doug normally does our veteran shout out. Um, this episode is launched on Veterans Day. Um, so we don't have one specific veteran that we're doing the veteran shout out to, but we just wanted to give a, a general shout out to all the veterans out there. And thank you for all that you've done for us in order to talk shit on this podcast and do what we do because, uh, oh, there's a lot of veterans that are deer hunters and you learn about that more and more. And there's a lot of veterans getting into deer hunting as a new hobby to kind of like, you know, get their minds off of things or, or save them from whatever it is. And, yep. um, so HHA USA, um, helps a lot with that getting veterans into archery which turns into getting a lot of veterans into hunting through archery mm-hmm. um and what hha usa does is just awesome um throwing 3d shoots and getting people together getting that community together for our veterans um so uh shout out to everyone that's a veteran out there we appreciate the hell out of you yeah thanks guys and thanks. thank you for your service and we will be back in if you'd like to submit someone for a veteran shout out uh workingclassbowhunter.com 
um, there's a contact tab there, and you can submit someone for a veteran shout-out. Go straight to Douglas. Yeah, Doug will do it, and then he sends it off to Chris, uh, one of the owners of HHA and HHA USA, and he sends them out um, some goodies. Cool. So pretty cool for every shout-out. So let's get to the episode 480. Dev, we're going to talk about a mule deer. Let's do it. All right. Thanks for being here, guys. Appreciate the support. I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing. This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody. It's John Dudley from Knock On TV. Hey, guys. This is Jared Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline. Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors. Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Ball Collector. Hey, this is Melissa Buckman. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter podcast. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. Working class bow hunter. You're listening to the working class bow hunter. That's right. This is the podcast for Billy Joe Lunch Bucket, the working man, just like me and you. My name's Travis T. Bone Turner from the Bone Collector. Thank you for tuning in. Nobody pushes the envelope like working class bow hunter. It's really, really not that good. It is episode 480 of the Working Class Bow Hunter podcast. Woof. I came ready. See, I when, when I last episode I said my notes are never wrong. I wrote down 480 and then we started recording. My notes are always right. You know what I'm saying? No. <laughs> Me either. Um, <laughs> Kurt Geyer speaking. Eric Common. We have Judd. I'm here. Guest hosting. <laughs> we have our good friend Paul. Paul Serretta decided to join us. And then the guest of the hour. Oh. Devin Leonard. The Westie. <laughs> the Westie. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a good thing. a good thing. You're bigger huh. than the average Westie, aren't you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Most of them are like 5'3 and complain. No, I don't know Buck if they complain. About. We normally complain. That's a, oh. it's a Midwestern trait. 5'11. Is that what you are? Yeah. You're average height. Average. Where's Giant your family West. from originally? Utah. Oh, they are? Yeah. Interesting. Yep. Okay. Yep. I, I expect them to like be like migrating from like Wisconsin or Minnesota or something like that somewhere. <laughs> migrating, no, dude. <laughs> Born and raised somewhere central country. Hey, dude, you're in the studio. Thank you for being here. Yeah, dude, this is cool. The studio is like a trophy room. It's a bar studio hotel. and a man cave hotel. Hotel. Yeah. I'm gonna be sleeping here tonight. Yeah. It's an Airbnb kind of. I love it, dude. You are here to hunt whitetails for the first time ever. First time, dude. Ever. Ever. Have you even even spent time in the Midwest? Nope. Driving through it, and that's about it. Like once, though, right? Yeah, just once, dude. You never stop. It's cool out here. It was funny. Dude, on the way here, like, it's, you know, it's like when you ever get in a plane, yeah, whip out your phone, you're filming through the windows. I'm like, oh, damn, dude, there's probably some good whitetail down there. (laughs) Just filming, dude. And I'm like, okay, I'm an idiot. I'm acting like I'm on a plane for the first time. Right. No, when we fly into Wyoming, you know, you see the great Tetons and shit. Like, he sees a bunch of cornfields. He's like, holy shit. (laughs) Look at this. Patchwork quilt. Look at this. We we went to Walmart, uh, or not, Farm and Fleet, went to Farm and Fleet and got his tags and stuff like that, And um, which we had to do laundry. He's like, I'm not used to this, like, scent control. I'm like, well, it's... You can't ever fully beat it, but it's good to have it when you're sitting because right, you're at right. the mercy of the whitetail, you know, of just them moving around you. Where it's like out west, you're making moves on mule deer, which we'll get into. Right. So I'm like, yeah, let's at least like wash your clothes and get all the mule deer stank off them. Maybe a, maybe a whitetail just really react to mule deer stank. Dude, maybe. 
I still got some blood in my pack, so I guess we're going to find out. <laughs> well, Dude, okay, so... We'll get into that. <laughs> get I wasn't quite up. sure, like, when I'm packing last night to get here. Dude, I still got my pack. It's all bloody. It's got, like, hair off on my pack. I'm like, should I bring my other pack or should I bring this one? I'm like, I'll just kind of brush off some hair. I get in the airport, dude, and I found like a big chunk of hair still in my pack. I'm like, chunk of meat. I hope nobody sees this. <laughs> yeah, they think you're killed someone. Dude. Well, dude, this was like a last minute thing. Like we we kept talking about it. Yeah, but I it was, was kind of last minute because you were on a buck. Which, right. Yeah. You know. Whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I didn't really have time to you know fully pack and wash my pack. But anyway, we're gonna find out if the whitetail hey, like the mule deer stink. All that matters is you're here. That's that's right. Here. I'm here. I'm what, here. What if we crack a code in like whitetail biology that just <laughs> like for some reason the mule deer like gland is like the ultimate. It wouldn't be great because there's the crossover states where there's both. Right. But like, what if in Illinois specifically, like Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Iowa, it was like. That was like the the sought after scent was like mule deer. Oh, Cracking everyone be out west trying to kill a mule deer just to kill a buck here. We'll be hitting up. Uh, <laughs> hey, subscribe to Hunter's Box Club and we'll send you mule deer tarsal gland. <laughs> <laughs> just just a chopped off leg. You can get treed yeah. by a forky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the hawk of a mule deer. Um, so yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think out here coming into the Midwest? Because we we drove by a cut cornfield. You're like, so what, what's in that field? Yeah, like to me, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, dude, that's cut corn. But it's like you you don't see that or see that. Well, I didn't know off. if they already pulled the corn off because before they cut the stalks, or they 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 pull the corn off right and then cut the stalks. No, it no, all gets all okay. Wants. See, I'm gonna stop talking about it because I already look like an idiot. <laughs> no, but I think that's that's interesting though because it'd be like if we were out west. In Utah, and there was a certain type of crop out there, and I'd ask a question. We had no idea what it was. I might know, but even though I've harvested crop. Well, the other thing I was thinking is like, okay, well, if it's still standing, then the deer are going to go in there and start eating the corn, right? Or or do they not? Yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. A deer will pull a cob off, and you'll see a whitetail the whole cob in its mouth. Just munching. Mm -hmm. They use use the corn differently throughout the year. Right. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's cover. It can be bedding. Food. And and I, I think. People in general, I think what I don't like when people generalize like bedding for whitetails, they think a bedding area is just this one spot on a piece of property or a farm that every deer just beds. That's where they all bed. And that's the only place they bed. That's not true. Not true at all. A big buck will bed in standing corn. Mm -hmm. He might bed just in the middle just because that's where he wants to bed. Let's just say this. He's going to bed wherever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, they have a general core area where they might bed because it works for a certain wind or whatever. Right. But yeah, like standing corn while it's up can be bedding. Yeah. It can be a lot of things because it's loud as fuck. Mm -hmm. You try to walk through a standing cornfield to get on a whitetail. It's all dry and loud. Yeah. And And it it can cut (laughs) you. It's itchy. It's not fun. It, It goes for the eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Straight for the eyeball. Corn rash is a thing. Yep. Corn rash? Dude, uh, so let's give him a little like Midwestern upbringing. <laughs> so corn detasseling was like a lot of people who grew up in the Midwest oh, and, yeah. and like rural areas. That's like our first jobs. Uh-huh. And you're pulling the tassels off corn. So you're walking through the corn rows in the summer and you're getting hit in the face and the neck with from corn leaves and the corn, corn rash. It's the thing. Mm-hmm. Right? I never got that. You never have? No. Did you always have the bandana on when you went in? No, just... You detasseled, I'm assuming, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. For like four years. Yeah. Well, I think everybody... That was good money when you were a kid. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What were you getting paid? It? Ooh, I think back when I did 400 a week was big money, I think. Yeah. I, and I, how old were you? Like 12 or 13. Damn. Yeah. yeah. That's like the that's, first job you yeah, can legally yeah. have I think I'm making like 750 an hour. 
seven bucks an hour. I don't think it was hour. that much when I did it. Maybe, maybe I'm, maybe I'm, cause how no, old are you? No. I didn't do it for very damn long because the guys were like, we're pissing in your thermos. I'm like, I don't want to be in my thermos. And Dude, it was out. like not a good time. I remember <laughs> that. Was. Oh, it was a terrible time, but it was like the first job you could legally have because you could do it when you're like yeah. 12. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I did it for Pioneer and Team Corn. I remember it was the and team. Pioneer was us. Yeah. And then I got on one uh, detasseling gig where you rode on the machine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was like, dang, this is like luxury. <laughs> this is the Those white collar version. Like the machine always come by and cut them, and then you had to pick off what they didn't get. Yeah. So if you found one, you just chuck it at people, and the person driving would be all pissed. That yeah. was like <laughs> most of the 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 safety brief. Like the whole first several days was like, don't throw the tassels at people because mm-hmm. they go for the eyeballs. Oh yeah. Yeah. And oh, the yeah. first tassel you seen, you're chucking that fucker. Oh, yeah. Did you guys? Have, sorry, Devin. We're talking about a bunch of shit you don't know about. Oh, I'm but getting it. Do you remember pulling the full tassel out and hitting it off your boot? Uh-uh. And then it would send the end of the tassel flying. Uh-uh. No, yeah. If you take a whole tassel, you you know what I'm talking about, Paul. Nope. I maybe I just went with a bunch of hoodlums in my tasseling career. <laughs> but you smack it over your boot, so the bottom of the tassel, like this is your boot, whips over it, and it sends the end of the tassel flying. Oh. So everybody would whip the end of the tassel over their boot and shoot the end of the tassel. Oh no, we just chucked the whole thing at everyone on that machine. Flies uh, like a dart. These yeah. are like little marbles of tassel just yep. flying. Anyway, Hilarious. that's what we did, Devin. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I don't know. As a kid, yeah. Bunch I mean, of sounds out here. like you're playing rather than working. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we're like twelve. I think so. it was like four dollars in some sense. When <laughs> yeah, I did yeah. it. We're cutting your pain half. So let's talk about whitetails for a minute before we talk about mule deer. Because what, like, what are you thinking, man? How are you feeling about it, dude? I'm excited to see a whitetail up close. Yeah, because you I, never have, or well, I mean, no, I've never seen a whitetail up close. I've seen whitetail. Yeah. Um, but I've never seen one up close. But I, I just think with you know any animal that I'm hunting, there's like a difference between seeing them at 150 yards to 200 yards out in the field or 200 yards up on the mountain or whatever but then when you see him 20 yards 30 yards up close yeah that's when you like get the heart pumping mm-hmm. and that's what i'm looking for you know what i mean it's like yep i'm like okay there's the doe coming okay is there a buck is there a buck and then all of a sudden dude like either there is gonna be one there's not but dude i'm just i'm excited to do and that. there's a there's a total difference as like a doe running by 20 yards running by or it's super calm right there like has no idea that you're there. Right, mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Oh, it's And, and it's, it's both crazy. exciting in its yeah. own way. Yeah. Because, I mean, you've killed coos deer, right? Yep, coos deer and, out in Mexico. And that's a small whitetail, but it's not the same as a Midwestern whitetail. It's like, right. It's a, it's a different species, te- te- pretty much. Yeah, yeah. They're a lot smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, but you've killed pretty much every type of deer species except for a whitetail, right? Or Well, I haven't killed, like, a blacktail or... You haven't? I figured no, you'd, be, you'd no. be all over that. Not Well, maybe one day. Yeah. yeah. Not interesting? No, for sure. I'll do it one day. Don't they have those in Utah? <clears throat> no, no. Washington. Oh, yeah. Washington. Right. Western West Washington. Coast. Yeah, yeah over there. Winnicky. Winnicky. Yep. That's the one where an interstate corridor separates them from mule deer, right? That's Northern California, I believe. Um, I should know because I'm a measurer, but I've never measured one from that area. I think it's like, I don't know. I didn't want to say the interstate name, but yeah, up in there, it's like, yeah, if he crosses one side of the interstate, he's, he's a blacktail. The other side, is a mule deer. It's right. Like, okay. Right. <laughs> whatever <laughs> dude my buddy he hunts over there and he's all like he posted this picture and he called it a black tail right i'm like dude that's a mule deer he got all pissed he's like dude that's a black tail i'm like okay well what side of the road was he on bro right <laughs> so the interstate did he get on he he's, like, he's literally standing yeah. on the interstate that yeah. separates the line <laughs> i bet you that's such a controversy in that area it's gotta be right like the yeah. guy's getting pissed off like because the black tails are generally a little smaller right the white tails no black tails yes yep you're right they're smaller, generally. That's what I thought, yeah. Do they still have um, mule deer characteristics, like the splits and stuff? Dude, I don't know much about the blacktail, but yeah. 
Yeah. They definitely are looking more like you know, more mule more of a yeah. mule deer than a white tail. <clears throat> for sure. For yeah. sure. I wonder if like if you got black tails and white tails together, if they'd like call each other racist and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. Get by just, a few more years and they probably will. Dude, yeah. I mean it's just be a brown tail, you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean that'd be cool. Make our own species. That'd be a mule it'd just be a mule deer. It'd yep. be some mule deer hybrid. Anyway, we're idiots. Um but you're hunting white tails. That's I just find it interesting, man, like a western dude, because I'm used to like us being out west and being the former foreigners there right now, now you're a foreigner here oh, yeah dude so this is like your guys's jam mm -hmm. i'm trying to learn from you guys i'm yeah. gonna be sending you guys text messages okay the wind's doing this do i sit the stand do i leave yeah should i go sit the different stand so do you have a wind puffer hey can i get out and train spot stock this white tail kurt <laughs> no you dumbass yes, stay you in the stand do it try De it devin would be the dude first day white tail honey and kill like a 180 spot and stop yeah. like yeah and get just, his moccasins on and yeah and just full blown put all of us to shame yeah dude the whole way here i just just keep visioning it you know like the secret like you vision it it's gonna yeah. happen kind of deal mm -hmm. dude just the whole way here 180 you 190 some, you got some dances with wolf shit going on yeah dude. And, and <laughs> I, i'll tell you and i know you know because you're an experienced hunter like you visualize how like you want a hunt to happen right like that's the smart thing to do with sitting in a stand like what if he comes from over here how am i gonna grab my bow mm -hmm. how am i gonna like if how am I going to stand up or if you're already standing, what, how are you going to turn and draw yeah. where, if he's on this trail? Where am I going to draw if he's coming in and mm -hmm. play out all the situations in yep. your mind? Cause all you, do, like all you have is time. Yeah. So you can just look, if he comes up on this trail, I have to be checking this way and making sure I'm good and you know, shit like that. Yep. Well, yeah. and that's the hardest part is like when they come running in and just stop and you're like, Oh shit. Now what do I do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got to make that decision there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so if they're walking, do you, will you guys try and stop them, or will you just kind of take that shot, kind of lead them a little bit? Or um, me personally, <clears throat> I shot a buck last year that I did not stop, but he was at like twelve yards. Okay. And I followed through on it. But a big buck, like if he's real close, a lot of guys do the you know the famous Matt. Don't. I I don't like doing that if they're real close. I do do mm -hmm. that or yeah. the. Like yeah. a squirrel sound. and Because I find when they do that, they stop slower and then they look mm -hmm. rather than meh, and they fuck flinch. Like yeah. It's almost like they're like, oh, shit. If you do the squirrel, yeah. it's almost like they're rolling their eyes like, okay, what? Another, yeah. <laughs> right. Turn yeah. Head and look it's a real head. slow, like they almost take the step and then look and then right. stop, you mm -hmm. know? I just find that to be the more subtle, hey, I'm going to have to kill you. Will you just slow down a little bit? Doesn't yeah. put them on high alert. Yeah, it doesn't put them on high alert. I mean, if they're walking, I don't even stop them. If they're just... Oh, you don't? Nope. I, that's just one more thing that you're adding to all the shit that's going on in your head. Yeah, right. I hear you. think about. Yeah. I've, I've done both, and I've also shot... I shot a doe a couple years ago that was walking quicker than I wanted, and I hit her a little far back, and I was like, fuck. Right. I should have squirreled at her. Yeah. Or and that's the worst, dude, having that regret, being like, oh, yeah. you know, he was moving too fast, I shouldn't have shot. Or, yeah. or you lead too much and punch that shoulder, and he mm -hmm. just walks away. You right. don't want to hit yeah. a white tail in the shoulder. No, don't no, do that. It's not, it's I don't know how mule deer are. I'm sure it's, it's the same. But. Yeah, it's the same, dude. I've done that before. It's no fun. Yeah, not a good time. <laughs> um, so, like, have you had any tree stand experience at all? Just uh, from bear hunting. Just bear hunting. And, and maybe, like, 10 years ago, I, I had a couple of tree stands that I'd hunt mule deer out of. But, I mean, I, would, I don't know if I'd count that. Is that pretty uncommon? But, uh, to hunt mule deer out of tree stands? I wouldn't say it's uncommon, but it's uncommon compared to whitetail hunting for sure. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. You know, but you do get a lot of guys that, uh, yeah, it's uncommon compared to whitetail. So if you're going around where you mule deer hunt, what are no, the chances of you seeing a tree stand? Slim. 
Like I haven't seen one this year. Slim to none. Really? Yeah. I mean, I could tell you where there's a few, you know, just because they're there for the last 10 years, but yeah, it's just not common. Most guys are going to be doing spawn stock, and the only time they're doing tree stands is, you know, with archery equipment. If they're hunting muzzleloader rifle, definitely not. Yeah, because they right. don't need to be as close. Right. Yep. Yeah, I think it'd be fun to try and kill a mule deer out of a tree stand, kind of pattern them like a whitetail, which I think you from our hunt, you could do. Yeah. It'd yeah. be a pain in the ass. Dude, you could have a tree stand right in the saddle, dude. You yeah, know, yeah. or somewhere you'd have to figure out where to put it for the wind, but dude, right. they kept going through that so often. Yeah. I think that's a money spot, dude. And that's going to be a money spot years to come where you killed your. Yeah. Oh yeah. You're in that spot right yeah. there. Yeah. Cause yeah, the saddle, which I think everybody that wasn't paying attention, like thinking saddles and saddle hunting or that's saddles and like terrain feature. Um, <laughs> oh. You put a tree stand right in the saddle, just mind fucked every Midwestern. Hey, hey, what? Hey, hey, use a saddle in the saddle. Dude, you no. saddle up. Saddle up, baby. Saddle up, cowboy. Let's ride. Divide let's, by zero. Now we ride. Now we ride. <laughs> Three sticks high. What's up? All right, man, let's talk mule deer. Because we were talking about you getting you out here for a whitetail hunt. And you and Trey, Trey doesn't sound like he's going to make it this year. Yeah, he wants to come out next year. Yeah, we can get him down. Um, But a lot of it depends. Like when, when I talk to you about mule deer, like, yeah, I mean, if I find a buck, I want to kill. If I find a buck, I find interest. Like you, you. You have a higher, um, you have a high end taste for mule deer, right? Because of deer you've killed in the past, like you, you're you're a guy that's killed many deer over two hundred inches. Yeah, so it's not. I mean, I've killed four over two ten, and but it's not about it's not about how many I've killed, but it's about I love chasing that giant. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And once you find that giant, it's just so hard to leave him. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. we were kind of having that conversation. I was like, dude, well, it kind of eats at you. Yeah, I just can't like leave him. To go hunt a whitetail, you know? Right. And even if, and dude, what's gonna suck is like if we see a 180 buck here, a 170 buck, you're not gonna wanna leave. I'm like, babe, can I stay another two, three days? You know what I mean? So, yeah. But what happens is like there's that addiction when you find that with that giant. It's mm-hmm. like, and that's what's fun to me. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, like if I go to another state, my standards aren't nearly as high because now I've only got five days to hunt, I've only got seven days to hunt. But when I'm yeah. back home, I've got three months to yeah, hunt from right. August to November. Mm-hmm. So, but Makes yeah, sense. but yeah, once I find that giant, that's what gets me going. So let's talk about this buck. I mean, <laughs> which um, you, you did, <laughs> which yeah. you did. So yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to let you kind of lead what details you want to give up. Cause I know, I know a fair amount of details, yep. but I don't know a lot of it. Um, so yeah, let's spill I, the beans, dude. So here's what happens. It can all come hey. out because because anyone that wants to hunt him, it's a ghost now, right? Yeah, it's yeah. Dude. Let's start from the beginning. Yeah, he's dead. He's dead. Let me let me talk about from where where I know about this buck. Cool, let's do it. And then I'll let you backfill the whole story. Okay. I know about this buck from Clint. Yep, yep. Clint found this buck uh, beginning of the season, roughly. Mm-hmm. And Clint's sending me pictures saying, don't fucking tell anybody. Yeah. Yep. And I'm the- telling Clint, don't fucking tell anybody. <laughs> and then Kurt's, and then Kurt's the sending Midwest. the picture to Eric saying, don't fucking tell anybody. <laughs> oh, <Your> boy. <laughs> hey, busted. <laughs> oh, all right. So, keep going. Hey, it's safe here. We can't kill him from Illinois. That's right. And uh, and you're our boys, so we know. No, it's fun, dude. It's it's fun to show pictures like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially with guys that you can trust. For sure. So I'm like, oh fuck, that's a mondo. And so, but I didn't know the history prior to this sighting of Clint. Like Clint kind of resurfaced this deer, right? So here's what happened. So Clint was coming into town to hunt deer, and I had an elk hunt to go on. 
So my buddy Taylor, he drew an elk tag, a limited entry elk tag. It's like, you know, it took him seven, eight years to draw it. You're like, I'm going on it. So I had to go help him. Right. And Clint's like, dude, where should I go? So earlier in the scouting season, July, my buddy Martin and I were up in this area looking for deer. Well, the year before, there was two like stud bucks, 190-ish, give or take. And we turned up one of them, but I couldn't find the other one. So I told um, Clint, I said, dude, go up in this basin and maybe you'll find the other buck that we haven't turned up yet. And even if you don't, there's going to be some other good bucks up in this basin. Yeah. So Clint went up there on, um, so anyway, he takes his camp up there. He's up there for a few days. He went up there solo. He went up there solo. Braved out this crazy, I'm sure we've heard about it on the podcast, maybe not, <laughs> but this crazy hell storm, th- lightning storm. Mm-hmm. And on opening day, it's the opening Which, day. by the way, fuck lightning, dude. I never understood it until we were up in there. Yeah. Fuck lightning up on the mountain. <laughs> dude, especially when you're camped up on a high ridge. Yeah, I always remember his dad, if your hair starts to hand up, stand up, we got to dive off this mountain. I'm like, oh, please. Don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's not fun. And you're just telling the story of like, it's hailing, like you guys are taking cover and Devin's just standing there. Yeah, Devin yeah. thought it was fun. But anyway, so. <laughs> well, we got lucky on that because that was like a 10, 20 minute storm. So yeah. We, but we could have died. Could have. Maybe. Could've. We lived. It's a stretch. <laughs> we're, we're here. Okay, so Clint survives again. All right. So, yeah. So, opening morning, dude. I'm on the elk hunt. Clint's up there. And he sends me this picture of an absolute giant, dude. I'm just like, what the fuck? Where did this buck come from? And, I mean, so Clint's up there, and we've been talking to Martin. So Martin and Clint kind of team up to try and go after this buck. And uh, I'm just thinking, where in the hell did this deer come from? Mm -hmm. Because usually when there's a big buck up there, we've either – either other people have pictures or there's some sort of history with the deer. Yeah, some chatter about you it kinda, a little bit. You kind of know about that yep. deer if he's up there. Yeah. And, and when you say that, is it is it in guys you know that you respect as big buck killers? Yep. yep. Uh, is there's probably kind of like a niche of dudes who are kind of figuring out big bucks and guys that are just trying to get to that point, right? Like right. I'm assuming how it is kind of everywhere. Yeah. And I mean, the word gets out, you know, some people like to talk about it. Some people like to share photos and then you just kind of like, we call it internet scouting, you know, somebody will yeah. post it and then they'll post like, but Hey, can I talk to those guys? Like, Hey, don't. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, don't do that. I, I don't know. I'm, it's fun, but it's also like, it's weird nowadays with the internet. It is. It is. So don't do it. I don't know. Sometimes it helps though. Sometimes it helps because then, <laughs> then you hear about it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, if you want to kill a big buck, don't do it. <laughs> so anyway, dude, so Clint finds the buck, dude, and I'm just in disbelief. I'm on this elk hunt, and I'm thinking, okay, well, you know, let's see if we can help my buddy kill an elk, and then let's go back and chase this giant. Mm-hmm. So, God, I think Clint hunted, well, then I came back, and this is like three days after the opener, and we're going after the deer, and we've got him surrounded with Martin and Clint. So you still got eyes on him. Yeah, and so we don't know, like, the full history. All we know is, like, well... Like, I, I thought this buck disappeared for a little while. Like, nobody could find him. Well, I don't know if he really disappeared as much as we just didn't keep going. Because gotcha. when, when I say, like, a buck disappears, dude, that means you went up for seven days, you know, straight or every other day for seven, and you didn't see him. That's disappearing, you know what I mean? Gotcha, okay. But, I mean, we, we went like up, gra- and then we didn't see him. It's not like around here when they disappear for three years. 
Yeah. And then chill back up. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, see, but for us, we can glass so much country up there. Right. Like for you guys, you guys are in a tree stand. You can't see very far. And you can't see that far. So it's like. Yeah. Okay. That, make, know, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. So, and up here, it's like, okay, well, it's a big peak, 10,000 plus, And Ugh. around the peak, there's a big basin, a big face, another big face, and then another big basin. Mm hmm. So we're just, you know, he's got to be somewhere in there. And he might have got pushed over into the, the dark timber side where it's really hard to glass, really hard to hunt. And, uh, but anyway, so we went up there. We didn't turn him up. And that's kind of when Clint's like, well, we can't turn him up, you know? Mm -hmm. So we, we hunted him for a few days then. And uh, we had, I know Clint had a cl uh, close call. I think he got within 80 to 100 yards of him. Mm -hmm. And then I know Martin had a couple close calls. And I think uh, Clint was so pumped, dude. I think he came back. Yeah, he hunted a lot of days. He out went. There. Mm -hmm. He came like yeah. He came on the opener. Went up for seven, eight days. A week or two later, he's back up there. Now him and I are going. And I think we went up there. And we we turned him up one night late that night, and then uh, we went back up. Couldn't find him. Probably went up again the next day. Then we're like, okay, let's go try and find some other bucks. Mm -hmm. Because there was him and another nice four point that. Uh, we're both shooters, you know, for Clint. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, dude, let's go over to this other canyon. I know there's another big buck over in this canyon. Let's go try and find him. And then if we don't find him, we're also going to find another buck that you'll probably want to shoot. Well, yeah. that's what happened. We didn't find the giant that was living in that canyon. And then Clint got super close to that four point. He was like a 165, 174 point, And he got within, was it like 20 yards? Well, he, he just didn't want to shoot it or what? He just couldn't get a shot off. Oh, really? Because the terrain was so steep, and I think he was on a stare down, actually. I'm behind the glass spotting for him, and he's looking at the deer. He's got his arrow on his bow and getting ready to pull back, but they're on a stare down, so he can't get a shot. Mm -hmm. So, dude, at this point, now I've got my dad's elk hunt in between. I've been up there helping Martin and Clint trying to kill this buck. You went with me and Clint. And then I went on. with you on your hunt. So, dude, come October, um, I finally have time to hunt for myself. But um, in the beginning of October, I didn't have a, a whole bunch of time. So I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go hunt this big four by five. I mean, this big five by five. He's probably like a 190 class, but I could glass him up on a short hike. Yeah. And he was just a lot easier to hunt versus the big old buck that right. Clint originally found, you know? Yeah. So, dude, I hunted him for a few days. I got up close to him at 80 yards. I was just like, man, this buck just doesn't do it for me. And, dude, don't get me wrong. A 190 class buck is a giant. But in the back of my head, I just thought, Damn, how can I shoot this deer? Because you get one tag there as a resident. Yep, you just get one tag. How can I shoot this deer when I know there's an absolute giant? Just an absolute freak, dude. And I don't think any of us really knew how big he really was, mm -hmm. but he was just like a nasty old buck. Yeah. And that's what made him so cool. And it was like, this is like a, a once in a lifetime deer. So at that point, dude, I was 80 yards. I, I backed out and I can still remember Martin saying, dude, if you don't get, if you don't shoot this buck and you're 80 yards away, I'm going to be pissed because Martin's up there glassing for me. You know, he's helping me. He's like, dude, we just spent two hours putting you on this deer the, the, and you're not going to shoot him. <laughs> I was all like, okay, whatever. But anyway, dude, so I saw that buck and dude, this thing's got giant backs. He's got split G3s and just nice fronts, dude. But he just didn't have like, he wasn't super massive. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, dude, this is like the 1st of October. Shout out to you for that. That's impressive. Yeah, dude. So this is like the 1st of October, dude, and I make up my mind. I tell my wife, Sarah, I said, okay, babe, I think I'm going to have to go after this buck. She's like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, well, it's going gonna, it's gonna to require more time, more days. And she's like, do it. 
I'm like, and I told her, I was like, this is like a dream buck. You know, like you guys have seen pictures of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The bases are so gnarly, dude. And I just remember for the last two years saying, dude, I just want to kill a buck with gnarly bases. You know what I mean? Cause yeah. I always envisioned that the as character, a, that character, old, mature, mm -hmm. and it's just beating the odds of like running around these hills and not yeah. getting killed by other hunters. Yeah. So, um, first of all, shout out to your wife. Yeah, I know. Because, yeah. um, bless her heart. Dude, it's hard to kill a big deer if your wife sucks. Yeah, it, it is, dude. I'm telling you, man, if you guys want to kill big deer and your wife sucks, ain't going to happen. Get fucking rid of her. Pay her alimony. It's cheaper than a lease, probably. <laughs> That's probably that. more than a lease. <laughs> it's way more than a lease. Guarantee it. Hey, do you want to kill big deer or not? <laughs> hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right. But yeah, dude, so she, she definitely put up with it. And I appreciate her for that. So do that. Um, hey, Sarah. Yeah. What's up, babe? Oh, hey, can I just say one thing real quick? Yeah. Your wife is hot. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd goes silent. <laughs> All right. Sorry, babe. Okay. Hey, thanks, man. <laughs> she won't listen to this. Yeah, you, you bet. Hey, listen, you think, you think your boy was slouching over here or what? My boy? Yeah, me. Slow. Oh, well, I, I I knew you had game, dude. I just didn't know you had that much game. What's up? What's up? <laughs> get, hey, kids get a piece on him if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Smallest dick uh, in this room right now, but a lot of game. A lot of game. Good sense of humor, huh? That, that works. I don't know if that's, any of that's true, but uh, believe what you want to believe, you know? I got confidence in myself. I, where did that come from? I don't know. I was going to say that at the beginning of the podcast, but I wasn't feeling it. Hey, listen. We're drinking, <laughs> so it just comes out hey. randomly out of the middle of nowhere. We're drinking Boone and Crockett whiskey. We're drinking some beers. Hey. Can I be honest, dude? When yeah. I'm doing a podcast telling the story, I just feel like I'm talking for so long. So I'm like, okay, now I got to yeah. end it. Yeah, but you know the, mean? you're the guest, though. Like, oh, okay. You, know, you have to talk. But this is hey, like, I, don't, I didn't know if you know this or not, but podcast, you talk on it. Mm. Yeah, silence isn't normally a good thing here. All right, fair enough. No, it's just because every time that we're with you, it's like a, we're only together a few times a year. Right. Which is a, a lot, kind of, technically, for where you live and where we live, but you're the guest usually. All right. Well, if I'm talking too much, cut me off. Oh, <laughs> it don't mean we can't just cut this episode in. And, and, <laughs> you're like, all right, Devin, this has gone for an hour and 20 minutes. You're not even halfway done with the story. It, we're going to end let's it. Let's go. <laughs> we're good. Let's the dude go. counts over a thousand. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, you're doing pretty good on the dude count. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, I'm working on it. I think it's hilarious. All right, dude. dude so dude. here we go. All right, dude. <laughs> so Sarah gives you the thumbs up. Like, the, yep. All the right. thumbs up. I don't know. It's like maybe, you know, October 7th and... I'm now go after this deer, dude, and it's like the perfect day to go after him because there's still it just snowed probably six eight inches. And well, to get to my glassing point, dude, it was like, well, what was cool in the summertime we could ride the e-bikes up mm. and ride the e-bikes up. It would probably take 45 minutes to where we would park the e-bikes, and then we would hike like another 30 minutes. Um, but now that there's snow, we can't really take the e-bikes. I tried that one time, dude. I only made it halfway up, and it just. It was just a nightmare, dude, mm -hmm. trying to ride that thing in snow. Yeah. It, they actually do pretty good in snow. I love mine. I haven't ridden in the snow yet. But. Yeah, when they're like, when there's, you know, two, three inches. But once it gets past that, dude, it's just tough. When yeah. they coming out with an e-bike with a track on it. <laughs> dude, that would be sweet. Hopefully never. I need that. I need that. <laughs> Gonna have studs on the tires. Oh, yeah. It's like a little snow, electric snowmobile, pretty much. Yeah. That'd be so, cool. Like, when you're going up the mountain on an e-bike, like, how much effort are you putting in? Are you, like, having to hump it or? Uh, dude, they... They'll surprise you, dude. Mm -hmm. It's so there's two. I guess so. My e-bike, it's pedal assist. So in order for it to go, you have to pedal. Yep. Yeah. 
And then last year we were hunting another big buck. Um, you don't have a throttle. We have we're, we're partnered with Rogue Ridge. Yep. And ours we can throttle like a little. And dude, gearbox. those ones mm -hmm. are money. And dude, if you can, if you have a throttle, they do even better in snow. Mm -hmm. So last year we were riding up um, this other trail in the snow, and there was probably more like maybe six to eight inches. And those bikes had throttles. And dude, those ones are money. You don't even have to pedal. No. Dude, my it, bike, ours, I, I love it. Ours are pedal assist or throttle. So yeah, you can do either or. Yep. And dude, those ones are money. And I almost bought one this year, but I was like, well. A Rogue Ridge? No, just another e-bike with a throttle. Yeah. Rogue, just because they work so good. Get a Rogue Ridge. Yeah, I need one. They have full suspension now, too. Ooh. You can get a full suspension, like legit. Where are they out of? I don't know exactly. Um, I want to say New York, but that might be wrong. Okay. Nice. But okay, so this Great morning. Company. It was nice. the first morning I decided to go up, and there was fresh snow up there, and it was just perfect. And dude, I'm, I'm hiking up this ridge because usually I'll have a glasser, but I was up there by myself, and um, so I decided, okay, I'm gonna go up the ridge and get closer to him. Mm -hmm. So probably to get up there is like a two-hour hike, dude, and it's just a perfect morning, dude. There's clouds, but the clouds are just barely below the high peak at 10,000 feet, and dude, he's feeding below this cliff, and this is the first time I've seen him. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is the first time I seen him when he was hard horned. Oh, really? And if anybody knows me, you guys know how much I hate velvet. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And dude, when we I seen him, podcast. when I seen those antlers behind that snow, dude, I'm like, this is the baddest buck I've ever seen. Oh, dude, exactly, dude. The I'm fucking like, sunlight come out of I'm the clouds like, and just peek the on him. Halo music. Yeah, dude, it was like on like at that moment, dude. That's when, that's when that addiction set in. I was like, okay, I've got to kill this buck. Mm -hmm. And, um, just hard as a rock. Yeah, dude. Just, <laughs> more like a diamond cutter. Anyway, <laughs> if we're on the same page on that, yeah, I'm oh, with yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you weren't flaccid. So, yeah. Dude, so, at that moment, that's when I made that decision to nice. just go full force on him. Yeah. So, that day, dude, I he bedded in these, in these pines that we called the jack pines. And I was above him, and I kind of saw what angle, like how high in the jack pines he went in. So now that looking back, I'm like, okay, I made a stupid mistake because I came straight down in on him. And dude, this is where what you were saying earlier about when you sit in a tree stand, you got to play out every situation, every scenario. Well, that's the same thing you got to do on these high country bucks. You yeah. got to say, okay, well, if I come up high, you know, what's it going to be like? But the difference is, is you got to go up high, look at it. You got to go from the side, look at it. You got to go from the other side and look at it. Right. And then you're not sitting in one spot and say, okay, yep. they come here, here, here. Yep. I can decide then. So I went down in just kind of going slow. The snow was quiet. And when I looked over to where I thought he was, it was about 115 yards. And I could see like these, the deer beds dried out. So there's a bunch of snow, but then you can see where they kind of melted out. You kind of see the grass. So at that moment, I'm like, shit, did they, did my wind swirl? Like what happened? Anyway, those bucks ended up kind of circling because I got on, well, I circled back around and, and seen their tracks, but what I should have done is come the other way. Mm -hmm. So that's why you got to check out every single situation right. possible because I yeah. feel like that day I would have had a lot better chance if I would have taken the time and actually hiked around to each little angle that I could have taken and then just gone in that other way because it would have been 10 times better now that I had a chance to look at it. Yeah. Right. So anyway, that day it didn't happen. Um... I keep going up and so you're coming down and going back up every time you're hunting. Yeah. So I'm not camping up there. It's a lot of effort. 
So from my house to the trailhead, it's about an hour drive for me. And then to the glassing spot, it's about an hour and 20 minute hike. And then once you find him, it's another, depending on where he is, it's another hour, hour and a half hike, just mm-hmm. kind of depending right. on where he is. So God damn, that's a lot of, it's just a lot. There's probably just a lot of people not willing to do that stuff. Yeah. Like, and, and these basins are, I mean, dude, they're, they're easy to glass. I don't want to say they're easy. They're, they take you an hour and 20. That's not bad for, you know, mm-hmm. hunting these high country deer. But it's like once you find them, then you got to go and you're tight. You know what I mean? You got to. Right. Well, and that just comes to show, too. Like, you, how much did you say you have like four deer over 210? Yeah. Yeah. And you're still learning. Yeah. Still. Still learning. And I think that's the important thing. That's one thing that I really like doing is like whether the situation works out or the situation doesn't work out, I like to say, okay, what could I have done better? Right. What could I have done differently? Yeah. Just in case you're in that situation again, you're like, okay, maybe I should try this different. A lot yep. of it is like being more efficient. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like it's like, can you kill, a, like, here it's like a thing to kill a buck in October. It's like, man, you killed it pretty quick. It's like, yep. if you can get on a buck pattern and be efficient in your in your game plan and not screw up and like... like Having pattern and everything. Yeah, clean in, clean out. But yeah, so but every deer is different. Every deer is going to teach you something. Yep. So that's what that is. What's fucking cool about the whole thing? Yeah, it makes it fun. But anyway, like just what, what the point I was getting to is just a ton of effort. Like, yep. It's not you're not going out and walking to a tree stand 200 yards and sitting there and then eating a hot cake or a coffee cake and <laughs> walking back like we do here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, so dude, I needed it too because dude, days. I was getting. <laughs> dude, I probably lost 20 pounds from like my dad's elk hunt to your deer hunt in Wyoming. And then, you know, from, and then, you know, hiking up the mountains, chasing this deer, dude. So yeah. I needed the, the workout anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, so dude, I go up a couple more days. Um, I don't see him. And then it's funny. There's uh, I ran into this guy up there. I met him for the first time. His name was Tanner. And he's like, oh, you seen anything up here? I'm like, no, dude, this is my first time over here. Haven't seen much, you know? And he's all like, oh, yeah. I think he also did, told... Did you, do, did you do the air quotes? He lied back yeah. to you. I haven't I was, been here much. Yeah. First time I felt bad about lying. I'm like, damn, dude, there's a giant up here. But so do we We kind of just keep chit-chatting. And, you know, we. he's like, well, I'm going to go this way. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to go this way. But we ended up actually hunting together and uh, just kind of looking for the deer. Well, that day I never seen him. So the next day I went back up and uh, I went instead of glassing the big basin, I glassed a face because I figured, okay, well, he's not in the basin. So, you know, maybe he'll be over there on the face. Mm -hmm. What do you mean when you say face? So I just mean like, um, you know, just more of like a flat face rather than like a big basin, you know, Mm -hmm. like steeper. Yeah. yep. Yep. It just runs straight off the ridge. So. He would hang out in the basin, and then he'd go up and over a ridge and then feed on a face as well. And there was a bunch of snow up there, so, you know, we were hoping that that it's a south face and it's burning off. And so I thought, well, if he's not in the basin where he likes to bed in the jack in the in the jay pines, there's a bunch of snow there, so maybe he's over there on the face. On the south side where it's going to be a little warmer. Yep, yep. So that day, um, I'm over there, and uh, I'm glassing for him forever. And, dude, this buck was crazy, dude, so... He he would hang out with this other four point that was like his you know his, his partner his in crime. partner in crime they were they were always together dude yeah his partner his partner and what was interesting is he would his partner would always be out there like feeding and then he would like leave early to go bed and then the four point that he was with would like keep feeding like away and then maybe like 30, 40 minutes later he would come back and go bed so my point is is like he would always bed early. And then there was another, and then there was another day where I didn't even see him, but he was like in an, a, 
an area where I should have been able to glass them up like pretty easily. Like there's snow, easy to glass. And I didn't find him until 1230, dude. He was bedded the whole time. Oh, really? I'm just like, dang, just dude. overlooking him. So I just think he's that older, mature deer. But did you kind of like realize like, okay, this is kind of his partner. He's been running with this guy. Like if you seen him, you yep. knew he was close. Yep, yep. So the partner was kind of like giving him away a little bit. Well. You got to go solo, man, if you're trying to survive. <laughs> yeah, go, go solo. But yeah, so anyway, so then the day that I uh, I was back up on that uh, glassing, so I found him, and it was later in the morning, I guess is what my point was. But you found I, I him, was, You said you found him when he was bedded? Well, not that day. That was a different day. Oh, okay. That I went after him. And um, so the, the day that it all happened, I, I, I couldn't find him, and I'm on the other side. So the day before I glassed the basin, the next day I'm glassing the face. I can't find him. I'm thinking, okay, maybe maybe the reason why this buck is still alive He's gone. is because he does disappear, you know? Right. And, like, again, I didn't have the history with this deer, so I was just trying to, like, figure out what – you know, I was, thought you guys had a couple year history with him. So yeah, I'll get to that. And so we we didn't have history with him, but I sent Clint up there to go find a buck mm. that you know we knew that was there last year. Okay, but we did end up finding out that there are guys that have pictures, and that's that's going to be crazy. I'll tell you that. So anyway, it's like two hours after light. I'm thinking, where in the hell is he? Can't find him. I'm thinking I'm going to take the our trek over to the other basin and just glass over there the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, right before I was about to leave, he pops out, dude. I'm just like, holy shit, there he is. And that's the, this <laughs> is the type of freaking deer that when he pops out, you know it's you, him. You know it's him, you know it's There's him. no question about it. Right. So, dude, I'm, I'm up there by myself, and I'm like, I'm pumped, dude. And I start going through my game plan, you know? I, I start taking pictures of the hill. So that way, when I get up there, I can I refer... that from you. Yeah, I can refer back to my pictures... I take pictures through my spotting scope so I can refer back to certain trees that he's bedded by, the dead trees, you know, and I can refer to it because every time you get back up there, you kind of like, okay, well, I knew what it looked like when I was down, but now that I'm back up here, it's like you kind of... So well, anyway, 200 yards looks different than 20 yards. Yeah. How, far, how far are you from when you spot him? So at this point, I'm, as a crow flies, maybe like a mile. So to get up to where he's at probably took me an hour and a half at this point to go up the straight face and then walk the ridge line and get above him. It's probably about an hour and a half for me. So anyway, I'm making my way over there and I see these three guys right off the trail just glassing. I'm like, oh shit, oh, they're probably God. ahead of me. I'm all by myself. Glassing the same boat. There's three guys. They probably got a, They probably have a hunter up on the hill already. And yeah. I'm just thinking, damn it, dude. Like that might like it just. My stomach sank, dude. I was just like, oh, no. So first thing I said, I didn't know who these guys were at this time. I said, hey, you guys got a guy up on the hill. They're like, oh, no. I said, oh, are you guys going to go after any deer? They said, oh, no. And then at this moment, I realized it's Tanner, the kid that I met the day before uh-huh. that I didn't tell about the buck, and his right. two buddies are with him now. They're like, well, are you going to go after a buck? I said, yeah. They're like, well, he must be pretty big for you to go after him. I'm like, well, <laughs> yeah. You, huh? Do they know you? <laughs> yeah. So they, they just followed me on Instagram, you know? Oh. And then Tanner, we you know, we talked yesterday, so they kind of knew. Tanner's like, this lion motherfucker. <laughs> so, dude, we still hey, haven't hey, talked he, about he it yet. He knows if Devin's in the air. Hey. He's not just in there for shits and, hey. shits and grins. Shout out to Tanner. Tanner. Yeah. <laughs> and I got a question I want to ask about that just to kind of set this up. Like, how many tries do you get at a mule deer buck like that without drawing the the attention of other hunters or, or fucking up the hunt for the buck or like? That's probably one thing that, you know, it does suck. Because if I didn't, like that day, 
I knew because those guys asked me, they're like, well, do you want me to spot for you? And in my head, I didn't know how to make that decision because I was like, right. if I had a spotter, knowing that he was still bedded or maybe he moved over like over the next ridge or whatever, it's going to better my odds. But at the same time, if I have them glass, then they're going to be up here the next day hunting. Mm -hmm. right. You know what I mean? So that right. kind of sucks. So you have a couple of things. You got a bunch of hunters up there that you got to play the game with. No, I haven't seen anything. And you, you know, know if you can trust them to like actually yep. help you like lead you and not yeah. lead you into bumping them so they can get him later or some shit. Yeah. yeah. But there are so many guys up there and some guys like to talk about bucks, right? Like, oh, I just saw a giant in this canyon. And you're like, damn it, dude. Like that kid just told the whole, like that kid told one kid. Now the whole world knows. And you're yeah, like, it's on a forum. So that, that kind of sucks, but it's an archery talk again. Yeah. This unit is so good is just because there's no rifle hunting. It's an only archery unit, but you do get three months to hunt it. But, um, so yeah, you gotta, you gotta play that game. But, um, so anyway, good question, Judd. Nice. So then they, did I answer that? I think so. Yeah. No, right, good, did. good enough. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, you, you avoided it like a dick, but you did. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, it was pretty good. He, has, he hasn't said dude once. Yet. So here you go, dude. I made the final decision. I said, okay. In my head, I'm like, okay, I'll have him glass. So I'm like, okay, guys, he's giant. He's an absolute giant. But the reason why they didn't see him is because they were too close to the hill. So they needed to go back onto the knob that I was on. Um, in order to see him. So I showed him my phone. I said, hey, I'll send you this picture. Here's so the you made the decision for them to glass for you. Yeah. After they said, hey, would you like us to glass? You know, I was like, right. no. They already know there's a big buck up here. Now I just... Because you're there. Right. At that there. point, I right. really had no... Because right. you're there. <laughs> yeah. And uh, You ain't willy-nilly in another you're, mountain you're again, somewhere. You know there's a big buck. Yeah. yeah. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Bold move. Heavy lies the crown. <laughs> the crown. So they, they end up glassing for me, dude. So I'm hiking up this this steep face. And at this point, he's bedded. They're like, okay, we found him bedded. And uh, I'm making my way up there. And just like I told you guys earlier, assessing the situation. So the first thing I did is instead of going straight above him, I, I was figuring out what the wind was doing. And I came in from like level with him. He's mm -hmm. up on the steep face. I was side hilling the same elevation as him. And when I peeked over, I could see him at like, what was it, 86, 90 yards or something like so that. You're getting in the wheelhouse here. Yep. But I couldn't get any closer because I had no cover, and I would either have to wait for him to feed up towards... Just ass and dick out in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Face you, down, ass up. No, I didn't say that. <laughs> you said that, dude. <laughs> All right, delete that. I said ass and dick out in the wind. Delete that. <laughs> Timestamp. Timestamp. I, I can't do it. I could have... I, there you go. I cut it out. So that 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 didn't work. So dude, I just kept going straight up the hill and I got above them. And I even talked to those guys about it. I said, "Hey, you guys are looking at the hill. What do you guys think?" So anyway, I decided to keep circling straight up the hill and then circle up and above and around them. And I basically just came straight down on them. Now this whole time we've had cell phone service. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I get over this little ridge, it's a big face that has all these little ridges that roll like from the top down to the bottom. And as soon as I go over the ridge, I could still have direct line sight, but my cell phone doesn't have direct sight to the tower that it was going from. Yeah, right. So you it's can what, see the guys or the deer? I can still see them. The guys. I can, I can see the guys. Yeah. So, but my cell phone's not working. But the last I talked to him, and I'm now probably 200 yards away from the deer. I know the deer's bedded. That's where you need to know sign language for yeah, sure. Yeah, well, that does come into play too. <laughs> so actually, before I lost service, they said, oh, the deer's up. And then I lost service. So I'm like, shit. Okay. So he's on his feet. So now he's on his feet feeding. 
Now I lost service, and now I'm, exactly and now I'm sneaking at. down in. So I, I sneak down into 100. I peek over. Can't see him. I sneak down into like maybe 70. I sneak over, look. I still can't see him. And now I sneak into where my rangefinder says like 37 yards to where I can see a dried out bed. There's Ooh, still like, where he you know, was six, laying. where so he you, was laying. So you know he's in there somewhere, but you so can't I know, see him yet. Yep. I know that's where he was at, but did he feed out of here already? Did I spook him? Because I've got no service at this point. Well, I don't that, know. Did he feed left, right, forward, yeah. backwards? Which way did he right. go? Up, down. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did he do a backflip? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. So at this point, my mind's just running, right? I got this giant buck. And the whole time I kept thinking, because another important part I think about hunting mule deer is it's time sensitive, right? And I remember thinking, damn it, I talked to those guys for too long. Because if I would have just got here 15 minutes earlier, 20 minutes earlier, he probably would have still been in that bed. Mm, Yeah. And dude, it's like, there's been so many stocks where I've been like, I've always felt like, damn it, I was five minutes too late. Where did I waste that time? I was 10 minutes too late. If I would have just made the decision a little bit quicker if right. I wouldn't have dilly-daggled right. around, you know what I but mean? But would you made that same decision if you had those stalkers with you? Uh, say that spotters. Again. Oh, yeah. the spotters. With oh, you. if I had the spotters? Yeah. I mean, I would have just... Would you have done the same thing if you didn't have the spotters? Uh, Yeah, but I just wouldn't have known that you was there or not. Right, right. Because I was still haven't... Yeah, I still had to go do what I had to do, but with those guys it gave me the confidence right 200 yeah. yards before i got there that he was still close by mm-hmm. and most likely if he was up and feeding he was still going to be there yeah so do I, I get anyway i get super close 37 yards and dude this it is such a steep angle dude i don't know what the real yardage was but when i looked at him i'm like there's no way in hell that's 37 yards that's more like 65 <laughs> so it was just like a steep angle dude and you know how like when you're shooting those steep angles you're supposed to like pull your bow back level and then, and then go down. down yeah yep. yep so anyway do i see the bed and i'm standing up on like this 10 foot cliff looking down just kind of you know crouching mm. hiding every so often and just you, don't see, you don't see the deer yet. i don't see him yet so finally i make the decision and the snow's a little it's a little it's not crunchy but whenever you step on it it kind of like packs and makes it the noise. packs yep yeah so I was really worried about being that close and trying to sneak around this little cliff. Well, I didn't see him, so finally I decided, okay, I'm going to sneak around, dude. And I sneak around, and I start glassing. I'm like, holy shit, there they are, dude. Both of them are just bedded right next to each other at 37 yards, dude. I'm just like, holy. the money. Yeah. So at that point, dude, I'm all like trying to arrange, dude. My hand's shaking. <laughs> I can't get arranged, dude. I'm like, holy, this is going to happen, you know? Yeah. And now I'm like playing everything through my head about what to do with my bow. So, cause you know, for when I, when I shoot my bow, I, I was, I always think about my, my grip. I always say grip anchor and then hold. So that way I make sure my grip's not like tight and it's loose. I make sure my anchor's right. And then when I say hold in my brain, it's like, hold on to the deer, hold, 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 hold. And then my bow just goes off. Mm-hmm. So I'm just reminding myself to do that. Be patient because every time I'm with my rangefinder, dude, I, I'm just shaking. So I range it. It's it's a thirty seven yard shot, and um, and he's just bedded, and I'm waiting for him to get up. Waiting for I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna be. So here he had for, bedded back down. He yes, he bedded back down. Correct. So now I'm thinking, okay, well he got up to feed for a little bit. Now he's bedded back down. Now he's not gonna get up for a few hours because that's usually what happens, right? They'll feed mm-hmm. in the morning. They bed down. What time is this roughly? About around one, give or take. Okay. okay. So about one o'clock midday. In the, I was mo- thinking, in in the my, morning. In my head, yeah. <laughs> in, in my head, I was expecting to be late. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. 
And that's what I wanted to do, right? I wanted to get up there before he got out of his first bed. Mm-hmm. And hopefully when he got up to feed for 30 minutes during the afternoon, that that's when I was going to get my shot. So anyway, dude, it didn't last that long. I was there for like 10 minutes and he gets out of his bed and the four points still bedded. I'm like, okay, the opening that I arranged is 37 yards and he walks out, dude. And I've got like a five yard opening before he disappears behind this pine tree. There's no branches in my way, but there's just a pine tree. And then the cliff that I was above, is going to block him. So I won't be able to see him anymore. So you get that one shooting lane. That's uh, it. Yep. And he gets up and he starts walking. I go to grab my, I grab my range finder and he won't stop walking. I'm like, okay, put the range finder back down. I've already ranged it. <laughs> Fuck it. 30, my bow's already at 37 yards. I go to draw back and then he stops. I'm thinking, should I let back down and range him? Or should I just shoot? So at that moment, dude, I made that decision just to go ahead and shoot. And dude, I, it, the the shot felt so perfect, dude. I still can't. Re- I still don't know why it like it was such like it felt good. You know, like when you have those shots, mm-hmm. you're like, that was like I just fucked up. As mm-hmm. soon as you release it, you're like, you're I done. fucked up, or it's fucking awesome. Yep. Yeah. So that one, it felt super good. And dude, he takes off and he starts dragging his back at his back ass end, dude. I'm like, he's fucking toast, dude. Like he's just dragging it. Mm-hmm. And at this moment, dude, I'm all like, damn it, did I did I hit him high or you what? You didn't see where your arrow went? No, I didn't see it, dude. I didn't see my arrow at all. And when he runs out, he runs out to 88 yards. When I range it again, I try and get another shot off because I already got one arrow in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm thinking, dude, he's, he's toast, but he's just dragging his ass in. But anyway, dude, he, he gets up and he just starts walking just fine. So he, he runs over the ridge and to where I actually had service. So I run back over the ridge where he went, but I'm up higher than he is because he kind of ran over and down. Mm-hmm. I get back on the phone with those guys and they're all like, we've got him. He's not too far from you. Um, you need to keep going. What was that? What would that be? To the east and get on that next ridge. So I got on the ridge and as I'm making my way down, they're like, dude, they're just right on the ridge. My phone dies, dude. I lose service. Oh, no. I'm just like, oh shit. But the last thing that they told me, they said, hey, do you see the four point? I said, yes. They said, the buck is five yards away behind some trees that you can't see. So my phone dies. So I know I'm close. I know they're still there. I start making my way a little bit closer. All of a sudden I see him, dude. He just comes over. He's 55 yards. He's walking. He's walking. But now he's getting ready to dig out his bed. And I'm like, okay, Devin, here's your opportunity to make up for the shitty shot you just did. And... He's about to bed, and he's kind of digging out his bed, and he just kind of like stands there. So, okay, 55 yards, let's do this. And at this point, you don't think anything's wrong with him. Is he acting fine? Like I know he's hit. I know he's hit. I don't know if I hit him in the guts. I don't know. Those guys don't know where they hit him. All I know is like I saw, I saw him dragging his back end. Right. And yeah, that's weird. No wobbles or anything. Just at this point, he's just standing. So when I was talking to those guys before my phone died, they like, we don't know where you hit him, but he looks like he's sick. Mm-hmm. So at this moment, I'm thinking, okay, I probably guts. got guts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in my mind, I'm thinking, I just got to get another shot in it and, you know, just close the deal. Yeah. So when I go to shoot 55 yards, I've got a small gap. And this gap's like, I, I don't know, a couple, like maybe two feet, right? And I, and I say to myself, okay, if I, if, if I hit him, I'm going to kill him because the gap's pretty small. But there's no branches again. It's just like there's a pine tree right here, and then there's a dead pine tree really close to me. And I'm trying to move around, but I can't get a better angle at him. So, anyway, dude, I, I shoot 55 yards, and, dude, I drill that dead tree. Like, this is just a, <sighs> a log pole, dude. Oh, no. And, dude, when <laughs> I went down and looked it. at it, it was like an inch, dude. I'm thinking if I would have been just two inches, it would have been the money shot. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Right. 
So now I'm thinking, holy shit, dude, I got these three guys that I just met, Tanner, Bo, and Clay. And they're watching They're whole watching thing. this whole shit go down. They, you know, they, so I'm just like, okay. You're, you're a legend in their eyes. Yeah, I'm just like, <laughs> now I'm like embarrassed. I can't, I can't believe this shit. I just fucked it up twice. And now I'm just, all these emotions are going through my head. My phone's dead. I don't know what to do. So he, he goes down and disappears. I don't, I have no idea where he goes. Oh, he up. got up. Yep. He got up. As soon as I hit that tree, dude, he just gone. Oh, really? Fart in the wind. So he's gone. I don't know what to do at this point. I start following his tracks, and I assume that he went down and to the right. I got off his tracks to kind of look to get a better advantage to glass down into the draw that I thought, and I look back over to those guys, and they're waving at me. Mm -hmm. So I look at them through my binos. They're waving at me. I pull out my spawning scope so I could tell which, which way they're waving, and they're telling me the deer went the opposite direction. That you're going. Yep. The, the, so yeah. he is not bleeding at all or anything. Right so now. I went down and looked at his bed where he was digging out, getting ready to bed down, and there was zero blood. Zero. Zero. Because there's snow on the ground. There's so snow on the think, ground. So you'd think, think I'd see it. And right. Now I'm like, holy crap. So with snow on the ground, you can see the tiniest little drop of blood. Even, yeah. even like when you hit him in the guts, you know, you think you'd see blood right there, you know? Or, so now or, just, or, or something. Or gut matter or yep. right. grit or something. So at this point, I'm thinking, okay, I probably hit him high in the back because he was dragging his back legs. Probably got close to the, the spine and maybe hit a nerve or two, and he just took him a minute. Yeah. So, dude, I'm just sick because this no nobody likes seeing this. You know what I mean? You're like, right. you got a giant deer. It sucks. Now he's wounded. He's getting. He's doing a little bit better on his feet, but last I heard from those guys, he doesn't look good. Mm-hmm. So, I'm now just sitting there trying to figure out what to do, and they're telling me to go back the other way. So I go over there, maybe like thirty yards. I don't know what it was. Maybe like eighty yards, hundred yards, or whatever. <laughs> 30 or 100. I, I can't remember. <laughs> but I'm getting close to where I can look down and over into the next drainage. And I don't want to go too far because if he's in that drainage and I don't know exactly where he's at, I don't want to bump him. So I kind of just go back and I'm just hanging out. I hang out for like 45 minutes and all of a sudden I see this hunter on the trail. And I'm thinking, what the hell? And this whole time I'm thinking, maybe I'll go back down to these guys. I'll hike down off the mountain, go to them, see where the deer went, glass them up, and then I'll make my game plan and come back up but it's right. getting pretty late at this point you know am i gonna have time am Kinda i gonna have the energy and see what's going on and to be honest i i probably should have done that but i was so beat dude i was so tired i was like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it back up here yeah i see this this hiker coming up toward this this hunter coming up towards me and it ends up being one of the guys dude they're i'm like oh they're, they're coming up they're gonna either he's gonna have cell phone service his phone's probably still alive and then we'll figure out where this deer is so he's coming up. He's like, dude, that deer's like 120 yards on the other side of that ridge right there. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, he's bedded. So he gets up to me, dude. He's got 5%. So now his phone's getting ready to die. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm like, oh, hey, my gosh, dude. Let's send the guy up that has the least battery. <laughs> yeah. Hey, go up there. So, dude, they're coming up the hill. To, he's coming up to help me. And uh, so, we got the, so we get close, dude. And uh, they said, okay, they're... Uh, they're up. I think this is what happened. Yeah, they said they're up and feeding. His phone dies, but at this point, we're like maybe 100 yards away. Yeah. So we know they're in there. We're His getting careful, dead. dude. And they kept saying they're in this the circle patch of quakies. And we both knew where that, you know, what, what that was, but we just didn't know, like, are they going to be in the middle of it, the bottom of it, or whatever? Because I don't know what's going on, but I know they're close to that. So I'm thinking they're going to be a little bit lower, dude. And I walk up and I look over my left shoulder mm. and I'm like, holy shit, dude. There they are, like. 80 yards. No, they were 77 yards at this time, dude. I'm like, holy shit. They're right there. 
So I'm ranging, dude. I'm shaking again. And dude, I don't know what it is, but when I'm when I range, I shake. But when I pull back my bow, it's You're not fine. like I'm fine. Kind of going to game mode there, and yeah, yeah. And I, I think I when I look at them through that rangefinder, dude, they're like my rangefinder is like eight power. Oh yeah. And so it's like looking at it at eight power <laughs> at eighty yards, dude. I'm just like, holy shit, yeah. <laughs> fucking mondo. Yeah. So they're they're both standing there, dude, and he's kind of like facing towards me, but slightly quartering to me, but you know, if, if I move too much, he's going to be able to see me. The other one's facing away, quartering away from me. And the four point dude was like, if I miss by two feet, I'm going to hit him. Ooh. Right. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, I'm already embarrassed. If I take this 77 yard shot and I accidentally hit this four point, number one, if you think you're going to do that, you probably take, you shouldn't take a 77 yard shot, but I, I just didn't want to risk it. You know? Yeah. I don't blame you. Yep. Plus I already got an arrow in him. And, uh, he, uh, so they just, they kind of feed. I kind of wait and he beds down. I'm like, okay, now what do I do? I don't want to take a shot of him bedded. He's bedded at 83 yards. I don't know what to do. I've got an arrow. You don't want to bump him. I don't want to bump him. Right. And, uh, but anyway, so dude, at this, at this time, I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait for him to get back up and I'll take my shot then. So I wait a while. He doesn't get up and I'm thinking, okay, he's probably going to bed all night and it's going to be getting close to dark. And I'm either going to just going to have to walk off and decide not to shoot him in his bed, or I'm going to have to try and shoot him in his bed before it gets too dark so I don't lose that light. Yeah. So I decided I didn't want to wait, and I decided I was going to take that shot and um, pulled back. Same thing, dude. Just ran through the sequence. In his bed. He's laying and down right he's now. He's laying down right now. He's like laying down like straight broadside. So anyway, dude, at that moment, I, I, I took my shot, and I, I knew I hit him but I didn't know exactly where. So he, as soon as I shoot, dude, he takes off and he goes sh- basically not straight up, but straight up inside hill mm-hmm. up this hill. I'm thinking, Fuck. and by the time he gets to the top of the ridge, dude, he's like 250 yards going up. I'm like, okay, I just got three shots at this deer. And not only did I screw it up, but I like royally screwed up like a dream buck, you know? And yeah. I just felt so sick, dude. And yeah, but you got two in him though. But I got two in him, you know? You got two so, in him. so this the, the one, odds are in your favor officially. Right. Oh, yep. for sure. So, dude, we go up, and when he's running up the hill, dude, I can see where that second shot hit him. It hit him It hit him low in the armpit. And I'm thinking, dude, that's like money. Sh- that's like money. money. But did I just did I hit him a little too low? Right. Because I could see that blood, and yeah. I'm like, okay. So too low bleeds a lot, but it takes yeah. a while. Yeah. So, dude, um, we go over to his bed, and I can see there's a lot of good blood there. So we're like, okay, let's back out, come back the next day. From, from your second hit? From the second hit, because mm-hmm. now it's getting pretty close to dark, you know. So now we decide to back out, because I know I didn't hit, like I know he's not going to die right away, because he just traveled 250 yards uphill, uphill side hill, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So we we back out, and I'm just sick, and we come back up that next morning. Those guys come with you? Yep, they did. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Cool. Shout out, shout out to those guys. Yeah, dude. So now I've Tanner got and crew. Yeah, so I got those guys. My buddy Martin's up there helping me out, and what we do is we got me and Tanner. We are, we're tracking the deer and then everybody else is like set up glassing. So just in case like we bump him, maybe he's still alive. We don't know, but we got everybody on different points trying to glass. So we get up to the, the saddle that's up on top of the ridge that he went over and dude, there's like a ton of blood and dude, Tanner and I are just pumped. I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Not only did he bleed that good from like where I hit him to the saddle, but now he's like, he's you know, back in the snow and he's, right. so we're like pumped dude. So anyway, do I start following his blood and 
we follow it for, dude, I don't know how long it was. It was probably like a thousand yards or something. Holy shit. And I'm thinking, damn it, dude, this is just not looking good. And I've been on these type of blood trails before where you just feel and, like. But still a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. But well, now it's like past a thousand yards and it's starting to get Thinner. worse and worse Thinner, and worse. Yeah. And so anyway, do I get close and I end up kind of bumping some does and uh, he kind of bumps out up on the hillside. And my buddy Martin ends up seeing him running, dude. He's like, oh, he's, he's running, alive. he's running, he's still alive. I'm like, oh, holy shit. shit. So I'm like, okay. Damn. So dude, I back back out and I just kind of like think for a couple hours and I'm like, well, I'm going to go get back on his tracks because at this point, some of the snow's burned off and some places it's it's literally like eight inches on the south facing, it's burned off. And there's and in the snow where he first started to run, there wasn't that much blood. Um, but when I got back on his tracks after he got done running, it started bleeding again. Yeah, I got him worked up. So I'm like, okay, let's back out. Even though I still have like four hours of light, I'm going right. to come back tomorrow and I'm going to track him again. So the next day, it's just me and Martin, dude, up there. And I'm up on one hill glass in and Martin's up on another hill glass and we're trying to turn him up because at this point, we think he's probably still alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, and um, anyway, we don't find him that morning. I told Martin, I said, dude, go down, get down on the ridge. Let's get back on his tracks. I want you to follow his tracks. So he follows his he followed his tracks for quite a bit, and I was really impressed. Like I'm like, damn, dude, you're like a bloodhound, dude, following him, <laughs> like an African tracker. So over here. yeah, and I was like, damn. So he tracks him, follow, <laughs> putting tracks, his ear to the ground. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, he, he's like, dude, I think I bumped him again. I'm like, damn it, dude. So what is this? Like I shot him. Then the next day we track. The next day, so this is three days later, and two arrows, and he's still alive. Still, you know what I mean? I'm just like sick. So the next couple of days, we've got like two or three days of snowstorm. So now it snows a bunch again. I get back up oh, there as soon as it clears out. And I see every single deer I've ever seen up there, every single buck I've ever seen up there. Plus, I've seen two new bucks this day. But not that one. And I've seen his partner. But, not but I didn't see him. So I'm mm. So at this moment, dude, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, what do you guys think? They're like, oh, we think he's still alive. I'm thinking, dude, I've seen him with that four point every single time yeah that's what i'm saying like he's not if he, there if you see his partner he's got to be there somewhere yeah so at that dude i was just like guy you hate when we interrupt <laughs> you hate it hey but this one's good this one's good the uh hunter's box club the, we're doing our mid rolls here we're taking a pee break doing things we do during the podcast so thank you for being here and supporting us uh hunter's box club is a partner of this episode and what's cool about hunter's box club coming up uh, one Devin's in here. You're pretty involved with Hunter's Box Club, as am I. And there's a special edition Geyer Buck t-shirt coming in the box, um, which I'm really excited about. It's my dad's giant buck. If you don't know the Geyer Buck, um, we talk about it a lot. I don't know. I don't know what to tell you if you don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but it's a giant buck that my dad shot, and we have a special edition Geyer Buck Working Class Boner podcast t-shirt in the box. That's right. We got the design. The design is awesome. Dude, it looks good, dude. It's super clean. I'm pumped about it. It's super clean. Can we talk about who who drew it? Um, or can we not? No, no, no. We had a really good artist draw it up. Yep, yeah. And did. it's it's very to scale the rack to the buck and the shirt design is really cool. Um, so it's it's very detailed and clean at the same time. Um, and that's exclusively through Hunter's Box Club. Yep. Um, so if you guys want to get the box for free, all you got to do is pay for shipping. There's going to be a link in the podcast notes, right? Yep. Yep. We'll put it on there. You guys are going to get the, the box for free. Inside the box, you're going to get one to three surprise items. Mm-hmm. So, guys, it's a no-brainer. It's a good way for you guys to get this awesome exclusive T-shirt mm-hmm. and also try out Hunter's Box Club. And it's cheap. 
cheap cheap it's, it's free for the first one but even after that if you want to continue to subscribe it's 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 really cheap so and you get some good stuff in there and then if you guys have or know someone that has something that they'd like to get in the box for future months just reach out to us um you reach out to us directly at working class bowhunter at gmail and we'll figure something out for you or see what we could do cool uh, just options moving forward you know we're we're looking for like you know. Oh, the other thing we got to let them know. Sorry to cut you off, yeah, but we got to let them know that we are only doing the first hundred boxes free. Yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah, because you can't give them all out. Right, well, yeah, we're not gonna have that many. Yeah, right, right. I feel like we're gonna get a lot, but let, let's do the first hundred free. Yeah, for sure. But what, what I was gonna get at is, you know, there's a lot of new businesses being started, especially with the pandemic bullshit and all that, and like a lot of cool, innovative products that I think would fit well in the box. So kind of just open invitation if you got something let's hear about it yep. you know let's see what we could do because it's always cool to help guys like that uh moving forward you know um in the podcast is also brought to you by hha sports been a partner of ours for a long time uh the linger leader in single pin sites um now stabilizers and drop away rest with the virtus um of course you hear them in our veteran shout outs um lifetime warranty use code wcb15 at hhasports.com um you drop your bow you get it ran over Whatever happens, God forbid anything like that happens, it's backed by a lifetime guarantee. Red-blooded Wisconsinites answer that phone and take care of you. Yeah. You have a site. You spent good money on it. It's good quality American-made stuff. Something happens to it. Freaky happens to it. You don't have to stress out about it. You just contact them. They'll get you another one. Mm -hmm. Same thing with your rest, your stabilizer. So you buy your bow. You buy your Elite. You get your HHA accessories on it, and it's pretty much worry-free. Yep. So that's pretty cool of a company to do that. Pretty big deal. Um, and also victory archery, uh, victory arrows. We're all shooting victory arrows. Rip TKOs are my favorite arrow from victory. Um, man, I, I honestly don't want to switch. I like them. Chase Rawlson from Rubline was like, dude, you got to try the VAP SSs. You got to try this. I'm like, he almost had me then, but I'm like, and then we had uh, Nathan from victory on and he's like, why switch? Like, well, I just kind of wanted to get more versed in the victory lineup. He's like, yeah, but it's working. Well, you're right. All right, fuck me then. I'll just keep shooting, the rip, <laughs> keep shooting the rip TKOs. I was trying to, I just can't get off them, man. Can't. So uh, pretty cool. Check out Victory Archery. Uh, get yourself some rip TKOs. You can get them at Bass Pro Cabela's. And uh, you actually get them at Black Ovis um, is a sponsor on the CC Hunt Files podcast. And they have an arrow builder. So you can custom build Victory arrows through Black Ovis. And have them shipped to you. That's solid. That's I've cool. seen that, dude. You go online, you pick out like your fletching, you pick out your um, everything, arrow, all wrap, your components. Yeah. It's, it's cool, dude. I think yep. even insert weights and all that. Yep, it's pretty damn cool. So they're not even a sponsor on this series, but I'll be checking that out. It's worth looking into because everything's hard to find right now. Yeah. Guys can't find a lot of the stuff they want. Like you know, arrows are sold out all over. So try out Black Ovis. I don't know. It's a good spot to get some victory arrows. All right, back to the episode. Thanks for being here. We love you. How big is this four point, just for the record? 160. Okay. I yeah. cheat him. That's yeah. an eight in Midwest talk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's, he's not eight. a giant He's an eight pointer. He's an eight pointer. No eye guards. Brow <laughs> <laughs> tines. Come on. <laughs> okay. So, dude, at this time, dude, I'm like, <laughs> I think I'm like 11 days into hunting this buck. And is your I, wife pissed yet? Yeah, she's pissed. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, is she going to still let me? Because I got to keep going now. Now I'm invested. I'm more invested than I've ever been. And, and dude, like this day that we I seen all those bucks, plus there was like a 194 point dude. He's got like split eye guards. He's got a little extra, just a, just a stud. 
I'm like, Martin, dude, I, I found this buck that we found earlier in the summertime. He's like, you want to go shoot him? I'm like, dude, I, I can't. Like, I can't go shoot this buck knowing that this giant is either dead or alive. Yeah. So, dude, I keep going up and going up, and I've got my buddies coming up, and they're helping me out. And uh, one of the nights, dude, I just couldn't sleep, and I'm just thinking about him. Like, is he alive? Is he dead? Like, what's the... Like, this, this is a search party at this point. Yeah, dude. I mean, the only way to find him at this point is either through um, tracks, through coyotes, mountain lion, bear, or through crows. So one of the days, dude, I'm up there. I find some. I find some bear tracks. There's not a lot of bear up there. So dude, I follow this bear track for two miles, dude, but if up you got and down. If you got something dead, though, you got a bear. Yeah, dude, you you think like this bear like would find would be it. on him? And I'm like, and dude, the track, the bear tracks were right where I thought he would be dead. No luck, dude. After you know. So anyway, dude, I keep going up and. One of the days I couldn't sleep, and Sarah's like, why can't you sleep? I'm like, I'm just thinking about the deer. She's like, well, why don't you go? I was like, well, I thought you wanted me to stay home today. She's like, no, you need to go. Mm-hmm. What day so, is this? Uh, I don't I know. I, like, I don't know. <laughs> day, like, seems day like 50. Shout out to your wife again. Yeah, yeah. so, dude, she she Plus tells me to go, dude. So I, I get out of bed, and I head up there, and again, I'm up on my knob, dude, just glassing. I can't find him. I can't find him. <laughs> But I can hear these crows, dude, kind of like flying around in this big, big quakey basin. Like, oh, shit. And I'm thinking, well, I got to go find out where they're going. So I kind of get closer, dude, and I kind of hear some crows down the bottom. So I dive down in the bottom of this quakey basin, and I'm like, okay, they're 120 yards this way. I go 120 yards, and uh, I can't, like, I'm like, well, now they're like another 120 yards. I go another 120 yards. I'm like, they keep, like, I must be bumping the crows or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, dude, I get kind of, like, discouraged. I'm like, screw this. Like, I, I back out. I get up on this high this high ridge, and I can't decide whether I'm just going to call it a day. It's probably, like, 1 o'clock at this point, or if I should keep glossing for crows. And as I'm thinking whether, whether I should leave or stay, I see this crow flying the big basin, dude, and I just kind of fall in with my binos all the way around the basin, and he lands in this pine tree. The one single crow? Yeah, just one crow, dude. <laughs> and... uh I'm like, okay, I'll keep looking for other crows and I'll glass back over to him in a minute. So I glass back over and I'm like, shit, I can't see him in the pine anymore. And then, uh, dude, all of a sudden I seen this crow fly up and off the ground. I'm like, holy shit, I think I just might have found him, dude. And this is probably after like six days of looking for him or something after oh that first God. shot. And, uh, dude, I pull out my scope and I can see, now I can see like four or five crows on the ground. I can see somewhat of a back of a deer and I can see I can see ears, but I can't see antlers. So I'm like, shit, this I, I like I should be able to see the antlers if I can see the ears, so I can like yeah. I don't you know. You gotta I'll, investigate it though, don't you? Yeah, I gotta you I gotta got to. I gotta investigate it. So at this moment I'm like trying to think like what what to do. So anyway, dude, I run up the ridge and the whole time I'm running up the ridge, I'm just thinking, please be him, please mm-hmm. be him, please be him, dude. I get up 100 yards, dude. I drop down my scope, dude. I look down. I'm like, holy fuck, it's him, dude. I can see his gnarly ass bases, dude. <laughs> no and shit. that's it. I'm like, it's the barnacle buck, dude. I was like, holy. And dude, at that moment, dude, I was like so relieved that I found him. But dude, watching crows, and I wasn't super close, so it was kind of hard. To, but just like. You had to have a watching, mix of emotions going through your mind right dude, now. Dude, it was kind of like a, a super excited, but sh- a shitty deal, dude, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, sure. dude, I, I fucking call Clint, dude. I call Martin. I call Sarah, dude. I'm just pumped. I found him. I found him. 
So, dude, I'm walking up there, dude, and it's... Did you it, do cartwheels down the hill? Oh, dude, it was it was unreal. Dude, I was, like, so pumped, dude. And I had to drop back down the basin, back up the steep hill. But, dude, it was... I, I, it, I mean, dude, people are going to talk shit, you know, over my three shots, and it took me hey, many days to find him. But Hey, gold jacket, green jacket, who gives a shit? Thank you. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Fuck them. That's right. So, dude, that was cool. <laughs> Fucking bust. Was that, like, the most roller coaster story of a buck that you've ever had yeah dude yeah yeah dude that was wild yeah wild that's awesome dude it's great you stayed on with that too yeah yeah, yeah it's just to show like you kept after like you kept your dedication to that one deer like you wounded him you did the right thing yeah. a lot of guys would have just said fuck it yeah and, and oh for which sure. sucks but after a day of looking i yeah. mean everyone be like fuck it he, he lived alive. He's still alive. never He's seen him again i don't know yeah. but no shout out to you man like you kept after him touche thank you so, so um tell me about getting down there after him or when you first put hands on him. Yeah, dude, it was just... I mean, dude, his bases are so unreal. I think he's got... It depends on... No, I want I want you to tell me about you walking down and picking him up. That's what I want first. Then let's talk about his bases. Dude, it was... I mean, I'm telling you, dude, it was like weird. Like, I was so pumped about it, you know, walking up to him. I was so thrilled. I was That was like the most excitement I felt through the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Is when I looked at him through the spawn scope, dude. That was like, holy... Like, dude, I'm like shaking, you know? Yeah. Um... After I found him, but once I walked up to him, dude, it was kind of like I felt bad. Yeah, I, I get that. You know what I mean? Because well, now, what do you do? It's been I don't know eight days or something like that. That's what I'm saying. It's since, just a box of mixed emotions. Yeah, for sure. So, but dude, it was I was relieved. You know, I was pumped. Yeah. It, shitty deal. Sad about the whole situation. Kind of feel you feel bad for the animal a little bit at that yeah, point. Yeah, for sure. Dude. I get that. Yeah. Dude, you don't want to waste it, dude. No, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, what do you do? You, you don't want to waste you, it. You take you don't the want antlers them to have to go through it. Walk away. You're like, that's a shitty ass deal, dude. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, I, I did put in all that work to find him, mm. and I, like you right. guys said, I don't know if that many guys would have put as no. much work. No. Hell no. no. You know, and not at all. Did you be? I mean, you, you might not be surprised. The way I've seen people quit on blood trails in the Midwest make you fucking sick. Mm-hmm. You know? Two hours yep. are done. Yeah. Yeah, ah, he's alive. Well, bitch, I don't think you look that hard. Yeah. You know? But, yeah, dude, I was pumped, dude. I'm telling you, I'm well, still yeah. pumped to this day. And How could was, you not be? It was a fun hunt, so. So let's oh. talk about him. Talk about him physically. Like, what's up with this base? So what was cool about walking up on him, dude, <laughs> um, is we all knew he had a bunch of shit around his bases. But we just didn't know how much, how long, and what they were. He's, he's got over 29 inches around, 29 points around his, give or take, around his bases that are over an inch. Mm-hmm. A lot of them yeah. are like an inch and a quarter. Um, he broke off about 10 inches. He probably broke off another, you know, three, four, five points around his bases. Mm-hmm. But um, the one thing that we talked about was the history of this deer. So, um, dude, we never knew about the deer, but then we found out that there were some other guys, the Hushin boys. Um Oh, no kidding. Yeah, they actually had um, trail camera pictures and maybe some video of this buck. And, dude, he was a shit buck, dude. He was like this gnarly two by three. (laughs) (laughs) Like the year before with like a cheater and like, you know, some other stuff around his bases. He might have been like, I don't know, three by three or something like that. I got to look closer. But, um... So the Hushin' boys are on him. Yeah, dude, the Hushin' boys. That's one. And you know them guys? Yeah, dude, yeah. Your buddies yeah. with them, or yeah, uh, let's. Oh, we'll tell them to listen to this and get them on your podcast. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. dude. Because they have a lease in the Midwest, don't they? Uh, yeah, I think so. Actually, I think Eric's on that hunt right now. Let's call him after this. All right, let's call him. Yeah. 
So yeah, I think B Mac, um, he was um, he was hunting this buck pretty hard, part of the Harson crew, and he's got trail camera photos and all that of him the last two years. Mm-hmm. So anyway, dude, he went from like this old gnarly like two by three whatever into what he is today. Yeah, and yeah, dude. So I thought that was kind of cool to like figure out. Yeah, that's awesome because we didn't know if he just kind of showed up out of nowhere or if he was just like a buck that nobody paid attention to like the last couple of years and, and he blew- just blew up. Yeah, which happens a lot. And don't get me wrong, dude. He was still a cool deer last year. You know, he had good mass and, but he just wasn't like your two hundred inch deer. He wasn't yeah. even like a one eighty deer. Mm-hmm. So he must have put on like I don't know fifty sixty inches or something like that. That's Damn, insane. Yeah. It's cool though. So, at what point was he the barnacle buck to you? Like, did you have trail cam pictures of him, or were you just like spotting him and just guessing at what his bases were? Because so Clint actually named him the barnacle buck because mm-hmm. he's got all that shit around his bases. He's like, dude, this is the barnacle buck. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like barnacle wood. He's like, no, dude, like barnacle. I'm like, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> nice, Clint. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, damn, dude, that's but, insane, man. So, what do you go? What do you what do you measure out at? Dude, I don't want to say because um because you just don't want the bullshit. I just don't know. I've had three you know three different guys score him, and you know, say, say say a re- give me a range. You don't have to give me. He's a range. definitely over two twenty. Okay. Yeah. You don't and, have to tell me anything else. You know, he may pride. be over two thirty. I don't know, but um, but yeah, dude. So we'll we'll Can, see. I gotta get I gotta get him official He's officially scored before I say. Because dude, I just think it's weird. I don't want I don't want have that. I don't want to say he's you know. X and then he ends up being 10 inches smaller because we did all those half points wrong or we gave him an inch when it was really seven eighths, you know? And if you right. do that, dude, that's like, a, that's a full inch. Yeah. Yeah. And if you mess up on five and I don't, I just don't want to, you don't want people calling you out and yeah, t- being like, fuck, you said this and it's really that. It's what like, do you do? Put yeah. a piece of tape on the end of all those little points as yeah. you measure them? Like, yeah. holy that's shit. What, like, yeah. That's so exactly what we did. If, uh, yeah. if you didn't have to fly out here, I'm a, an official measure. I uh, dude, I thought I about. It. I, I thought maybe him. I'll surprise Kurt with it, and he can measure it for me. Yeah, and that, that's what I like, dude, do. That's like a pain in the ass to do that. That yeah, would be fun though. Like we got all week. Yeah. You know, but what I normally do, like a white, I don't have. I've never measured anything as crazy as that when it comes to like one inch points. But what I do is I put. I have different colored tape, mm-hmm. and what I do is I'll measure them, and I'll just put that on like I already measured it. Right. Type yep. Of thing and yep. go through it like that. Yeah. And then what you do is. If you enter it like in Pope and Young, which I know it'd just be like we'd be going for gross score because that's I it's not really all I care about, honestly. But the book's cool. Um, but what I would do is put in remarks at the bottom of the score sheet, and you just basically explain a crazy amount of fucking points. Yeah. On the bases and up on the lower part of the main beams, mm-hmm. and that's where he gains his. I mean, I'm sure his beams and all the other all the other good stuff is good. Yeah, it has to be. But to have all that character at the bottom is freaking cool, man. Dude, yeah. That's what makes I mean, him a giant book. Without that yeah. character, he's a freaking giant. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So what would he be without all the crap? And I say crap, respectively. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think his frame's like, you know, around 170. And then he's got like those two kickers that are around like four and five inches. And on the other side, he's got that big hook split cheater. Yeah. And that cheater's like nine inches plus another like you know, three, four inches. Starts adding up real quick. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's like, without that, I don't know, he's 190-something. It's freaking cool, man. Yeah. It's insane. You know, just give him like a 190. If you include his frame and his big cheaters, 190. Yeah. And then if he's got 29 inches, oh, no, sorry, if he's got 29 points over an inch around his bases, you can kind of guess. Yeah. Getting up there. 
He's getting up there quick. And in the grip and grin, you can't really like see the bases. It's not what your eyes drawn to. It's not until yeah. you right. that that like top down yeah. photo that you post, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, that's the top down photo is what did it for me because because yeah. right. we posted on working class. We had somebody be like, not whatever scorable, <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I'm over. I'm I'm. Finding myself becoming less patient with people's stupid fucking comments. <laughs> so I'm just like, a TikTok, I have no patience because it's just dumb kids. So I'm yeah. just like, eat shit, kid. You know? <laughs> hey, you're fucking 12. Leave it, me alone. It, but like, I'm just to the point where I'm just like, I'm, I got to just pull myself back off. I'm just tired of people making shitty comments to just be mean. So I tagged you in his. Did you see that? I've seen that. I think I replied. I can't remember what but you, I did reply. You replied nicely, and then he replied, nice response. And I said, fuck you, get off your high horse. Or whatever. <laughs> like, I didn't see that. <laughs> I just said, oh. I'm just over it. I it, that. It's rough around here. Yeah, yeah, dude. I don't know if I said, fuck you, but I said, oh, I said, slow your ego, get off your high horse. Have you guys seen some of the velvet? Footage that Martin posted. Dude, the velvet, and we'll post it on once it launches. We'll post it on Instagram with the cover art. Yeah, it just looks like a ball of velvet mass, dude. The crazy thing was, like, I didn't know Martin at all. Never met him. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, on Instagram where you can just scroll through videos and stuff, and they came up. I'm like. It's Martin. That's Devin's buck. Like that's the one he just shot, dude. It's, that's awesome. It came up as Martin. I'm like, who's the fuck is hey, this guy is, sharing it? That's Ma- funny. Is Martin the muscle guy? Yeah, he's the muscle yeah. guy. <laughs> muscle Martin. Martin well, shout out to you, but don't glass with your shirt off, bro. It's a hey, bad look on the ground. Dude, and Martin. that's what happened when the video came up. I'm like, all right, who the fuck is this guy showing Devin's buck? You know, so I click on his profile, and it's this big muscle guy. I'm like. You were attracted. Yeah. Yeah. I was attracted. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, dude, Martin's a badass, dude. So, dude, what I thought was funny dude, is when we posted it, you know? Yeah. I think I said I shot a 40-pointer. And I did that at controversy, you know? Because, I, I mean, dude, I, if somebody else would have posted that, I'd been like, bullshit, dude. And he doesn't got 40 points. But, dude, I'm telling you, he's got 40. He might have more than 40 scoreable points. Now, it might be a little bit less, but my point is, I just thought it was going to be funny because at first I wanted to say a 30-pointer. Yeah. Because I'm like, 30 point. You know what I mean? I just yeah. thought like that's... That 30-pointer. But, dude, I said, fuck it, dude. He might have 40. So I'm like, he's a 40-pointer. <laughs> Why not? It's and, funny. dude, I just wanted to create like... Everybody's like, what the fuck? You're full of shit. And hey, if you can't take a joke, then fuck you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, especially nowadays. Yeah, I think it's great, man. I'm proud of you. Yeah. Congrats, dude. You're a dude that gets after it. Man, it's put in uh, the work in Thanks, our, guys. In our eyes from working class bow hunter, we respect you as just a calculated bow hunter. So cool, man. Uh, Appreciate well, it. Well deserved. And thank you for all you've done for us, man. Yeah. You're guiding us out west and kind of teaching us the ropes and all that. So we're hoping to repay with some white dude. This is already fun, dude. This he, is awesome. He's gonna go out and shoot a hundred and thirty pointer. Hundred thirty inch, maybe. Hundred thirty incher. Hey, you could. I mean, shout out to Judd too, man, yeah. for coming yeah. in. Yeah. And thanks, Judd. Just Judd's be, gonna put me in a tree stand tomorrow. And I, I'm trying to shoot like a, just a 110 inch white tail, but you guys keep telling me don't do it. I'm dude, like, do it. I'll, I'll dude, I just want I just want to shoot a buck, bro. Dude, <laughs> and, then, and then Judge shows me these pictures. I'm like, oh, okay, maybe I'll hold out. And that's probably the mistake is me seeing like. You ruined him, Judd. Yeah, I'm like, okay, now I got to hold out. Judd's tactics, like, now he's not going to kill anything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he thinks that big boy's going to walk by and... That's on the neighbors. saved all their lives. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, Devin was mind-blown about Judd's The Mammoth Tusk. Oh, dude, that is crazy. I know. So bizarre. That's why when I was on the way down here, like, you know, I'm I'm talking Judd up. I'm like, dude, 
Red Blood American, Mountain Dew, <laughs> Mammoth Tusk, <laughs> Mountain Dew. You know, I'm naming yeah, off all these adjectives. Mountain Dew's an adjective with Judd. Yeah. And, <laughs> and uh, I mentioned Mammoth Tusk, and Dev was like, "What?" I'm like, huh? I can't even explain it to you accurately enough. Just wait till he comes to the studio, then he can show you. And not only that, dude, but I'm thinking like a part of a mammoth. mammoth. No. But dude, it was like the whole damn thing. Yeah. I was like, what? Everything but the skull, Things pretty giant. much. Yeah. Where'd the skull go? It's real fragile, so it was just gone. Oh, really? Yeah. Did you find parts of the, the skull, though? There were parts of it attached to the molars. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Like, so for people wondering what the hell we're talking about, what episode was it? 413. Episode 413. Go back and listen to it. It's worth your time. The Mammoth Tusk guy. Yep. Judd in here. He's our... Uh, you're just our red-blooded American resident working class bow hunter. Like, I'm down, yeah. I feel like if there's something in the woods worth finding, Judd will find it. Yeah. And you guys can too. Just look at your feet. I'm serious. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's nothing special about that. I don't know if I said that on 413, but like... Do you want to talk about milkweed for a second? Uh, I can. Judd had a famous video in our group milk about weed. milkweed. All right, yeah, you got to talk about milkweed because Dev don't know I'm about milkweed. About milk no weed. Idea. Yeah. Right. Okay, you don't have to worry about this right now because it's all done what it does, and now it's okay to grab. But like, there's a whole thing where guys will start picking it as soon as like the pod fills out. And wait, do you know what milkweed is? The plant? Yeah. 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 It's got like that milky stuff. Yeah, yeah. It'll okay. give you a heart attack if you eat it. It's like a okay. cardio poison. Yeah. It'll, I didn't know that. Yeah, that white stuff's poison. Don't get that on your fucking truck dash and lick it off, morons. <laughs> um, <laughs> morons. I didn't know that. <laughs> but yeah, people go out. As soon as the pod fills out, they'll go out and grab it and be like, hey, all right, sweet, I got milkweed. And they'll put it on their truck dash or they'll like put it on a, on a dehydrator or something and try and get it to dry out. But like, I don't care what you do. I just, it's mostly just for a giggle. But like, <laughs> if if you're having a hard time finding milkweed, then going out and picking the premature seeds is not going to help you propagate more milkweed. Like I know <laughs> I know it's poisonous to horses and damn near anything, but if you don't want it, you don't want it. You're not who I'm talking to. Like, God, I, just, I get all worked up about this. I love it. That's why I asked. Just, like, talk about it. <laughs> just, just, just leave it there. Wait till the seam pops and then grab it like. It's it's not that hard. It's not that hard. It's just like the cool social media thing to do to have green milkweed laying around in your like, window. But what? I don't get it. What, what? guys use it as a wind checker? Yeah, it's a wind check. Oh. It's like free wind check. It's like once it's seed, okay. it's, it's real light. It's like feather light. Oh, Dude, I gotcha. You, okay. You know, I want to talk about this a little bit, Judd, because I want to. I want to get. I want Judd to get worked up here. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> it never happens. Is that what you're saying? See, yeah, Judd, Judd's just <laughs> calm, cool, and collective. So when I see milkweed, I giggle. Mm -hmm. Because when I think of like just checking my wind, I'd rather just have a fucking wind puffer. Yeah. Like would I get in Hunter's I, I box could, club? I could just imagine Kurt, Boom. Right there. <laughs> there Kurt is. walking by and seeing milk queen, he's like, <laughs> I look at it and I go, stupid. Stupid. And then I get just my $2 down. wind puffer and I go, cool, when this is out, I'll go buy another one. And I don't have to worry about drying out milkweed. And then I let milkweed do its natural thing. So then it does more natural things for other And grows and Yeah. And what it is, I think the milkweed guys. I'm going to offend some people here, but it's just a joke. So just keep that in mind. I'm kidding when I say this. It, there's two categories of people that milkweed appeals to. It's guys that are more worried about milkweed and ropes and carabiners than they are actually killing big deer. Right. Yep. And those two people fall into separate categories. Mm -hmm. It is the guys that are 45 and older that are, I've been picking milkweed yeah. since I was a whatever and haven't killed a 140. That's cool. Mm -hmm. But don't talk shit to me on the internet when <laughs> yep. I make a sarcastic joke. And then it falls into the category of um, 
the new age internet hunter, the adult onset hunter. That's yeah. like, I gotta pick milkweed because it's and a cool thing. It's a cool thing. I have to be successful. Yeah. I'm drying it out on my wood burner. I'm putting all this effort into <laughs> shit that doesn't matter right, when yeah. I could be putting effort into how to learn how to hunt to accomplish my goals that I want to accomplish. Yep. And I genuinely got on the working class bow hunters page on some thread where they were talking about milkweed. And I was like, all right, what's the deal? Like, where are you from? Like, where are you having a hard time finding milkweed? And a lot of the answers were like Georgia, Florida. Maybe it is in the South. It's hard to find. And here's, here's the thing is I bet it is in the South, but I bet that the, the growing season doesn't coincide with hunting season. when you're going to use it. Like it does oh, for us hunting season. Yeah. So like, is it, it, is it across the board? Like there's, across the US? there's hundreds of different species of milkweed, I think. Oh, I didn't know that. At least I don't know anything about maybe milkweed. You know what I think when I think milkweed, I think when I was a kid in elementary school, monarch butterflies. Yeah. That's all I think about them. Yeah. And like when I was in college, like however long ago that's been, I had a friend that was from Michoacan in Mexico. And that's where all those, you see those pictures of the monarchs going and hanging off of limbs and mm -hmm. like the juniper forest or whatever. I don't know if that's what they are, but yeah, way sure. up in the mountain. So, yeah. Millions of butterflies. And back then she was like, there's not that many coming back to roost in the wintertime. Like, mm -hmm. They tag them up here and then go down there and see how many make it down with the tags. Right. Yeah. So like the numbers have been declining and, you know, somebody on one of the, something that hit me up with like, well, milkweed's not going extinct. Well, it kind of is because monarchs are a big pollinator of it. They feed the monarchs, monarch caterpillars, make the monarchs poisonous with the poison they have. Mm. Ipso facto. I never get to use that just in conversations. I like it. There. Um, <laughs> Bingo. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> yeah. Monarchs. So monarchs are on decline. Milkweed is going to be on decline. Like you see a lot of plants out there that just don't have pollinated flowers on them that don't put pods on. So if you let the milkweed get mature, then mm -hmm. spread it. It spreads the seed. It spreads the it's seed. More will grow. More opportunity for monarchs. More monarchs. More milkweed. More happy liberals. Happy liberals. They leave us yeah. alone in yeah. turn. They focus on the monarchs and leave the gripping grins alone. I mean, it's or like any other plant. If you let it go to seed... It's going to yeah. produce more plants. So yeah. you're it's telling like every me, species of plant that there is, so you, not just milkweed. <laughs> so you're telling me if I let it go to seed, there'll be more milkweed? That That's it. I don't know so, what you're saying, but yeah, that's what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to tell me, but uh, yeah, pretty much that's what's happening. So you're telling me if you just subscribe to Hunter's Box Club for two years and just use the wind puffer you get once a year in there... That's two years worth of more milkweed you could have hey. to post on your public land hunting forums yeah. and then leave everybody else alone. If you do that, you don't even have to worry about fucking milkweed. You know what? what Just what, saying. What's in those wind puffers? We don't know. It could be Colombian Bam Bam for all I know. <laughs> but it worked. There's a kilo of Colombian Bam Bam Ooh. underneath the car. <laughs> Dude, okay. I got to tell you a funny story here. I just heard this through a guy. Shout out to uh, Cody. I'm not going to say his last name because he just came up here. He's from, I'll say he's from North Carolina. <laughs> I don't want to call him out because he came up here and hunted public. His name's Cody. He was just up here and he's from North Carolina. Yeah, but I'm not going to say his last name because okay. people will know him directly. Because okay. he came up here, killed a good buck in public. Shout out to him. Hit me up. Hey, where would you go? Kind of gave him a rough area. Awesome. He had success. So he told me this funny story. This is another reason why I don't want to say his last name. He said one this uh, female he associates with, um, <laughs> his girlfriend, <laughs> works at a bar. Dead giveaway. Works at a bar in whatever area they live in. He said he got done honey. He said it's kind of like trashy bar type style. And uh, he's telling yeah. me it's at our bar here at the studio. And he said he had his wind puffer in his like pocket because he just got done honey and he's having a beer afterwards. 
And uh, I know he's going to die when he hears the story on the podcast. <laughs> but he probably doesn't want me to tell it, but I'm telling it. Sick. Him. I'm too deep in now not to tell it. So <laughs> he, it's one of those bars where there might be white powder on the back of a toilet. Okay. All right. All okay. right. So hey, we don't have that here because we have a sign. We yeah. have a sign that tells you not to do that in our bathroom. Right. So he has his wind puffer and he's like, he said he took a piss and he went, puff, puff, puff. <laughs> no. And took his debit card and lined it up oh, on the no. back of the toilet tank and, and walked out of the toilet. He said, I don't know, like 10 minutes later, it's gone. Some guy goes in there. Some little Hispanic man goes in. Gone like a fart in the wind. Comes out. <laughs> <laughs> like like having a fucking heart attack. Like he said this little short guy, like four eleven, just a oh. little dude, like freaking out. He sits all over his face. <laughs> and he said the his his lady friend behind the bar said, Did you have anything to do with that? And he said because he said he was dying laughing. He said nope. He said he's like, Nope, yeah, pretty much nope. Nope. So some dude saw it, thought like a oh, golden opportunity. Oh. And it was just whatever the hell is in wind Probably straight anthrax or something. <laughs> exactly what you just said. God knows who, what's in there. Anthrax, probably. That the guy, guy died, was probably actually. wigging out thinking he's, like, dude, there's gotta be dude, I just what I mean, I don't know. He's probably like that was some good shit. <laughs> Because he's all coughing and hacking and shit, you know? What human being takes a piss in a oh. random bar and looks at mysterious white powder on the back of a toilet and, and says, no, hey, I'm going to try this. I mean, that's hilarious to me because if I if I would have been in the right state of mind, be like, oh, I got my wind puffer, puff, 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 <laughs> and just... that. Please try that in your local community, everybody listening, and just see who falls oh, for I'm it. Taking I think I'm going to try that. I'm taking wind puffer with me wherever I go now. <laughs> it's hilarious. Just in case. Nobody knows what's in them. Order some working class bow hunter stickers and tag the bathroom you did it in. Leave a little bit of <laughs> And take a picture. <laughs> no, no, no. Because you know what's going to happen? Reliable for it. <laughs> Every Instagram story post is going to be a sticker of working class bow hunter on some drywall. With a line. Oh, with yeah. a line of... <laughs> Wind puffer. And we'll, we'll just call it deer booger sugar. No, we're not doing this. <laughs> we're not doing it. Because we're going to have to talk ourselves out of this. And only people who are going to know are people who listen to this and podcast. And then we'll end up in a lawsuit somewhere. And, and it's already too late because I know how our listeners are. Because we make a joke, which is funny. Hey, free hey, hunter's box. Hey. And then for, re- for anybody that does it, it. Hey, dang, it was, it was a- that's bold. Don't do that. that. Don't do that. You're losing money. Oh, all right. A month, <laughs> a month. You get one, your first hunter's box is free for a month and, and a wind puffer. Yeah. Oh, I got that's one. Bad. Ronald, if you listen to this, let us know you heard this. Oh, we're you, gonna know. You and we're Ronald and the know. working class bow hunters group have a, a bond. We do. I, I, I like oh, his crap. God. Other people don't. I, I enjoy it. So what judge explain what you're talking about. Can I do that? Can I talk about that? Yeah, just be nice about it. Okay, there's a real uh, a nice man <laughs> we'll say who gets on lots and lots. Yeah, there's the bunny ears, nice. On lots of bow hunting forums and just sort of like um bomb posts just like cluster put I don't know what you call it's it. almost as if he's trolling. Yeah, mm-hmm. kind of is. No, he's stirring the pot. He's stirring the pot. But he's like I think he's sincere about it. I think he is. It seems like he is. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. he's got good intentions. His delivery's just not quite there. It's not in with anyone under forty. Yeah, you're talking about the one out of Wisconsin. <laughs> yes, that guy. Gotcha. You know, you've been forums. You've seen it. <laughs> oh yeah, I've gotten arguments with him. Well, yeah, well, everything's good until <laughs> he like just starts anything with... until this. <laughs> he's in the argument. The dude will just like start roasting people for no reason, and it's like you're on a bow hunting page that is like. 
here because of a podcast. Yeah, he didn't get the inside jokes. He didn't and the, get it. And he gets mad and he reports it. And he then, did, dude, I see the reports. I have a couple other guys help us run that page. Um, I don't know anything about this. You don't? Oh my God. No, I don't think so. You're just better off left in the dark on this, Eric. Trust me. But so he, yes. he he got banned because he like blew up on a bunch of people a while back. I, I, ba- I removed him from the group because if you're a dick bag and you're being dicks to other people, I just take you out. Just like this, you're, this is not worth me having to babysit what you're saying to other people. And plus, Facebook just reports you. Yeah. And then I get like uh, group quality reports from Facebook. So then I have to like review it. Mm-hmm. And I, I get like it's a call to action for me to review the post. So what I do, if you're being a dick bag, and, and even if it's two people that are arguing being dick bags, I just delete both of you guys. <laughs> like I just, I, I'm not a babysitter. We ain't got time for that. I don't shit. have Short time for that. Here. I'm trying to do other things. Yep. Like, <laughs> and it all depends on what I'm seeing. Like if someone's justified, I'll be like, ah, keep that guy, get him out. But if you're just both being douchebags, like just go be a douchebag at an archery talk and i'll get on there and i'll like try to be nice i'll be like try to be like hey you know i i called said like trying to be inclusive one time and some dude's like oh i sorry i hurt your libby feelings it's like dude if you'd have hurt my republican feelings you'd be feeling it right now yeah <laughs> if you fucking piss me off you know it. so like I'll, I'll like go and i'll like talk to these people and be like hey you know there's room for here for everybody and blah 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 and they keep being a dick bag and then it's like all right then you're i gave out. you enough rope now you're fucking hung and yeah. then yeah you know, then you're out kurt swoops in and you're gone hey hey judd Jud for president <laughs> been right. saying it. 2024. 20, dude, hey, I'm in. You, you should be the president of that group. Yeah, no, yeah. Okay. We can make that happen. Maybe. Do you want to be an admin? Hey. I, no, that's a bad idea. Hey, <laughs> don't do it. Hey, don't we do know that. some guys. There'll be a lot of bands. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we could make you an admin. Well, let's think about that. We'll talk about it. We'll vote you in. Yeah, okay. Okay. Well, I like an election. <laughs> Eric raised his hand. He voted him in. Done. Voted him in. Done. Oh man, I had to get Judd fired up on milkweed. What else? What what else do we need to like give Devin a little lesson on? Okay, so all the little bucks that come in, you're uh-huh. gonna hate all the little bucks because they're gonna come and they're gonna hang out with you for like two or three hours. Ooh. And it's gonna be the worst thing ever. Yep. And they do this thing where they position themselves to eat the leaves so their face <laughs> is pointing right at you. Yeah. And, you and you're not move. sure if they're looking at you or not, but if you move, you're fucked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, can't move. Dude, it happens all the time. Or I that, hate it. Or that <sighs> little fork buck will run in. Look right at you and then bed down okay. for four mm-hmm. hours. And just stand there and stare See, at See, this your gets soul. me excited. Cause <laughs> honestly, I kind of thought, am I even gonna see like a buck? Yes. Oh, you'll see a buck yeah. for sure. Yeah, you're gonna see. What's the odds of me seeing like a 110, 120 tomorrow? All of it. 90, All the odds. Ninety seven percent. No shit. Yeah. And you got here just in time. The weather just changed from hot to cold and wait till uh, what's what was it? And... Thursday is changing? Mm-hmm. Thursday. Thursday? Yeah. Like it's like a high of 60 upper 60s uh-huh thursday is like high of upper 40s oh i mean the biggest distraction you might run into is they start picking corn in the bottom and like if they're in the right mood they'll eat the corn coming out of the ass into the combine like yeah. they'll just be right there they don't care it's crazy so, so you're telling me i should hold out if they're picking corn it's can i shoot the first in. 120 or no do it yeah, hey. I, you got my vote. Hey, if you, you want to shoot a 120, do it. You're not gonna hurt my feelings. You can do whatever the all. fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. We live in America, you know. America. Shoot the first 120 you see. Yeah, I'm doing it. Why not, dude? I'm here for four days. See, yeah, four days. Get it should be your first archery whitetail. I'll be pumped about that. Don't hey. pass on the and first then I'm gonna day get a what dip, you dip. shoot on the last day. Hey, kill a buck less than 100 inches from the one you just shot. Because then all you <laughs> get, all, you got all the room to go up. <laughs> yeah, got to start somewhere. And, then, and then we can talk him into buying a lease that we can hunt every year. Yeah. Hey, oh, well, sh- I see how this goes. Hey, we're going to yeah. work on some things. Yeah. 
kill kill your first good whitetail with a bow this year and then kill 180 next year. I'm down for that. Yeah. yeah. I'm down. Right? Yeah. I'm Put some food pots do. in. I just want to kill whitetail. That's it. I hey, think you hey, should. Hey, man. I told you guys I'll shoot a doe too. Hey, we last day I'm shooting a doe. Hey, we ain't tracking this fucker for six days though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Right now, I think you'll have a harder time killing a doe. Yeah, really. Right yeah. now, just because they're, they're sm- like, so they're getting chased. They're not. Oh, they, they won't stand still. Okay. Yeah, no. You're I not, thought maybe just because you're saying like no. they're going to be smarter. They are so okay. run well, down are, right now. They're more. Yeah. They're more methodical. They're right. more thought out. But right now they're they're t- they're tired of being out in the open. Mm-hmm. That from what I'm seeing. Yeah, oh, yeah. I agree. Um, and we might as well do a season update a little bit here. Yep. Um, they're from what I'm seeing. Does are tired. They're no longer feeding in fields early. If they are, it's last minute because they're tired of getting bothered. Yep. Yep. Um, they're getting pressure, getting chased around. Uh-huh. If they're moving. It's 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 minimal. Like I would say, we're like kind of in a lockdown type period where I'm at. Not you know, it might be different a mile down the road. Yeah, right. Um, but I think in the next four days while you're here, I think it's going to break and you're going to see bucks cruising. It's going to kick off. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, they're definitely cruising. They're yeah. definitely cruising so, where he's going to be. Yeah. What I've seen is like the bigger bucks are they're looking, but they're not chasing yet. It's all them smaller four corns, all them getting all horned up. See, but I've chasing seen some the, big bucks chasing yeah, too. I saw a nice but one. We're an hour apart. The other night. Right, exactly. You know, we're, we're an, an hour apart. apart. That's I'm a, another yeah. hour apart too. That's right. how it can change, you know? So it's like, yeah, you're two hours from Eric, mm-hmm. and I'm yeah. I'm between. It's a totally different world. Yeah, it's November. It's you never November. know what the fuck. Well, the rules happen. go out the window. Who cares about, <laughs> you know, anything? Just Here's the update. If you have a hot dough, find her. Find yep. her. Yeah. Because yeah. it's really, uh, you could be seeing nothing, have a hot dough roll through, and it is on. You're seeing every buck that you had on trail cam, and he's in there. I got. Like, stink on shit. Yeah. yeah. I got something I want to bring up. Have you guys ever had, I call it a Judas dough, because she's giving it up. Like, I've had this happen for sure three separate times. Where a doe comes in, looks at my sticks at the base of the tree, follows the sticks up, looks at me, looks back over her shoulder, and is like, I'm going to get this little fucking 120-inch brushed off. And she <laughs> keeps running him by. I had this conversation. I don't know if it was with you or someone else. Um, I was think- I've was i been thinking about that this season. Um, it might have been with my buddy Jim Burns that we think some does will purposely run a buck, if she knows you're there, yeah. run a buck through. To get rid of him, dude. Like and that's two what years, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Like just betraying, you know, being, you know, whatever. Just but being like, a bitch. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> How dirty? Like, like two years ago, I had one run a Urgh. tight loop, like, like it was like, I don't know, an eighty yard loop, and she'd run out, and she'd get a good lead on this little buck, and she'd come back and stand right under my stand, look underneath over her shoulder. And then he'd catch up, and she'd just blaze out of there again and do it again. She's, she's like, like, hey, are you going to whack this guy yet or what? Yeah, that's what <laughs> she's saying. Dude, I, it's creepy. It's like anthropomorphizing the doe just a little bit too much, I think. But it's like, it's <laughs> like what? Anthropomorphizing? Giving it human characteristics. This okay. goes back to okay. reading in the stand. People only hear that on the Meat Eater podcast yeah. nowadays. Yeah, no shit. That's our favorite word. Yeah. Hey, if a doe does a that for word. me. I'm first going to say thanks. I'm going to whack him. Whack the buck Dude, and whack should. the doe. Damn <laughs> yeah, right. By the, the first way, time it happened to me, that's what he did. I, I, I was very sarcastic when I said that about Meat Eater, but I do love that they brought that to like popularity because yeah. that's the perfect term yeah. to like explain how non-hunters look at animals. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, if you, you shot that buck and you tracked him for six days, that's still a better death than dying of old age on that mountain. Right. Wow. Oh, yeah. Long shot. Yeah, because you're withered apart over the stretch of who knows yeah. how long. Yeah. I, I don't I don't know if I fully agree with that. You don't? I don't know. Okay, let me put this at you. 
Okay. Would you rather? I just feel so bad, so that's why I say that. But yeah. I, dude, yeah, like, I get it. And I think yeah. if it was a quick death, yes, absolutely, right? Yeah. And I mean, dude, on that unit, they're trying to get a bunch. You know. Would you rather have eight days of downhill to your death, or would you rather have a full winter of like freezing to death because you're old and can't get the proteins you need because your teeth don't work? Uh, yeah, then, you ground all your teeth down. Yeah. The coyotes are chasing. Hey, you. listen, I love killing deer and I love killing big deer, but. I, I don't know, dude. I hear you. I get what you're saying. You know? You're responsible. I, I mean, dude, like, I mean, old age. I mean, dude, let's say that deer was seven. He lives another, you know, yeah. two, three years. How, and, what, what's uh, what's really old for a mule deer out there? Uh, as far as, like, I mean, dude, to kill, like, an eight or nine-year-old, that's old. That's like crazy. really old. Like, that's insanely yeah. old? Yeah. I mean, that's, like, um, yeah, dude. I'd so say that's Out like, here, five and a half is, like, fully mature buck. Yeah. 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 Six and a half is like, damn, it's an old buck. Mm -hmm. But they're not. Old. That's not old. That's old for getting killed by a hunter. But it's like, well, mm -hmm. if they didn't get killed, like, what's old then? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I wonder that. It's like if you, um, if there was no hunting, then when would they die? Is it 10, 11, 12? Well, their teeth. Their mercy, I, yeah, their I teeth. wouldn't think they'd make it that long with all the fucking rock and whatever they're grubbing on on a mountain. You'd think they'd grind their teeth down way quicker than that. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah. I don't know. They're still eating grass, but I, I, dude, I'm not a biologist. I don't know. But what a bad design, though. They yeah. grind their teeth to eat. Yeah. yeah. Like a, it's like a horse. Chewing the cud. Yep. I grind my teeth in my sleep, so I'm probably going to die here soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 30. Hey, perfect example. Dude, isn't that kind of weird, though? Don't you guys feel it's like it's weird when you say, like, oh, yeah, this was an old buck and he's six? And you're like, well, like six in human years, that's like super. Like, just yeah. sometimes I'm all like, like, if you were to say that to a non-hunter, I guess is what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I killed an old buck. He's eight. They're like, eight? That seems pretty damn young yeah, to me. Right. My kid's yeah. eight. Yeah, but yeah. you think about a dog, like a big, like a, like a German Shepherd. Right. I grew up with German Shepherds. Eight years old, it's like, when you look up the average lifespan of a German Shepherd, it says fucking eight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, right. I'm not, I'm yeah. not saying for us, but like when you tell it to like a non-hunter, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, but what I, what I mean is their reference, like they know what dogs. Then they would cats. understand. Right. Cats yep. are a little different. Okay. But. Yeah, but I mean, fair, think back to like 12 when, is old. Yeah. Well, think back to when you were a kid, like when you were eight, you know, a year seemed like forever yeah, a long yeah, time yeah. now we're getting older and they're just ticking on oh, by, yeah you know? Isn't that yeah. sad man yeah a year is like nothing nothing yeah it makes me think too it's like i've been hunting since i was young like mm -hmm. a long you know and then there's kids like this is this is a fucked up reference but it made me think of this the whole astro world thing with that rapper travis yeah. scott those kids just died one of the kids that died that was 14 mm -hmm. i've been hunting longer than that kid's been alive Holy yeah shit. yeah yeah like i think everyone here has probably and that to me, I'm like, life goes Dude, did they, fast. Were they, did they die because they're doing drugs, or did they die because of they're yeah, dehydrated or what, surge. or all the above? There, or there's what? two conspiracies. There's a, I guess there's um, a security guard got pricked and blacked out. They say there's people pricking people with something, but then I think it's asphyxiation, just people crammed up against each other, yeah, and just like. Yeah, having then they pass out. out. Nobody helps them. They like get people trying. are like yeah. pushing like a wave. Like there was a video somebody posted on Instagram showing like what happened, like uh -huh. what's obviously happened, other than the people getting pricked. Yeah, but like it's like an ocean wave, and you can see it like break and move around this whole crowd of people in a concert. People getting compressed and against each crazy. other. Crazy. Do you yeah. see that shit? Do you guys look Is at this? Sad that I have no idea what you guys are talking no. about. No, good for you until this morning. No, good for you. But like <laughs> I've been to a lot. Like. um Tyler's in here said he's not on the mic, but like we've been to a lot of metal shows, like small metal shows, and we know what it's like to like be in a, like a legit hardcore like pit. Oh yeah, and it's like it's 
kind of anxiety ridden. <laughs> but, but how many people were at that show? Oh, I don't know. Fifty like thousand, way more than we're supposed to. Be. Like stupid amount. Yeah, fifty thousand might be a stretch. I might, I threw that out of my ass. But like, but maybe not. Maybe not. Yeah. But also, fuck crowds right now. Yeah. Yep. You know, unless it's an outdoor show, I ain't going. Mm-mm. You know, if it's a trade show, I'm going. Concert. Unless it's like one of like a band I know that not everybody knows, like you, I'll go to a stoner metal show all day, like but I'm not going to a fucking mainstream rap show because there's just too many people or what? just too many people yeah. like people are just crazy right now. I feel like you yeah. ain't going to ACDC like, right now, dude. ACDC, fuck ACDC. <laughs> I thought that was your band, boy. No. There's gonna be some free tickets showing up here at the studio for you one of these dude, days. Someone keep talking me about up. it. I'm not, actually, I'm not even gonna say this because it's gonna keep happening. I'll oh. say it. I can't. <laughs> Someone signed you up for ACDC fucking fan club. Fan club or yeah, what? Yeah, what's one of you motherfuckers, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I no, your you hand, just Derek. Said did it. somebody do it? <laughs> yeah. I, you know what I did? Report to spam, motherfucker. I report to spam. <laughs> I created a rule. So, Wait, so AC- why don't you like ACDC? It's the worst band Art. ever. That's why I hate them. What about when you were little? Did you like them? Fuck no. I had better taste. <laughs> okay. I was a metal kid through and through. All right. Fair enough. I'm like Joe Dirt, man. You feel like about ACDC how I feel about George Thurgood. Yeah? Like in those 14-minute fucking songs on the radio that just never end, and they're about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I hate those. I just... Uh, I just, I just plain and simple. I just don't think they're a great band. No, you know, but I'm also like I listen to different shit. You know? So I don't listen to them, and I was never like a big fan. But I'm kind of curious because a lot of people do think they're a great band. Here's what bugs me about it, and okay. what I love about there's a video going right now viral on TikTok sent to Tyler, and it's like the shit I always said as a joke. But I thought I was like the only guy because my music taste has always been a little more niche. Than the mainstream, like I was right. like, when I listen to to metal or hardcore music, it's always just more um, more niche focused bands. So you had to dig a little deeper to find them. Um, same thing with my hip hop. Same thing with my country. And so there's a TikTok going around. It's how I always felt about it. It's like you listen to like a rock station on the radio. Uh huh. Ninety three point five, the fucking rock. We rock. We're the rockest of the rock. We're the heaviest shit. And then they play Queen. <laughs> don't get me wrong, I love Queen. I like Queen too. I love Queen. I think Queen's a great fucking band. Way better than ACDC. Yep. I listen to I listen to nothing but Queen for the rest of my life. If I don't have to hear another ACD song <laughs> anywhere. Sure. But did you guys ever see that documentary? With, like they did like a movie with Queen, right? Oh yeah. What I was have, that called? I've not seen it. Anyway, it's oh, really you good. You have to watch it. Yeah. But, but Queen is the shit. Queen yeah. is awesome. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, what I'm getting to is like Queen is not 93 rock the heaviest shit you've ever heard music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know, they play uh, Barracuda. Yeah. So you're saying <laughs> ACDC acts like they're hardcore, but they're they, not? They just act. Is that? My argument has always been Metallica was around the same time. Right, yeah. yeah, and you still like ACDC still made it through the through the like yeah, still made it through the happens. mainstream. Yeah, I can see why people like them, but to the point of keep playing it on the mainstream radio there's over and over and better over. Better shit. There's just better stuff, you know. That's <laughs> that's my argument. But what I think it's funny that. And the only reason why I got worked up about ACDC in the first place because Joe Humphreys was in here. And me and Joe have, like, <laughs> very opposing, like, music arguments. Like, Joe sent me a uh, anonym- anonymously sent me a Nickelback t-shirt. Um, <laughs> it took 12 months to get here. It legit did. <laughs> um, and I'm going to wear it on a video podcast because it's a great shirt. Um, but Nickelback, way better band than ACDC. But you don't like Nickelback, right? 
No, I didn't say that. Oh, okay. But but I will say that I, like I feel like Nickelback also got tossed in the same category as like what you're like what ACDC I, is no, in. I, I feel like it was trendy to hate Nickelback. I, I feel like it was trendy because it kind of just became like a niche joke. Mm-hmm. But I feel like ACDC nobody makes fun of ACDC how I make fun of right. ACDC because yeah, like, they actually like ACDC. They're on the Where, pedestal. Like if I play some Nickelback songs from like the early 2000s. Everybody's singing Nickelback yeah. back then, dude. And I know you were. Nick, Nickelback is singing. Oh, dude, I listen everyone to Nickelback. Hates them, but if they're coming to town, everyone's there. Yeah. <laughs> dude, that's yeah. Nickelback. That's what yeah. I'm saying, that's dude. That's Nickelback. <laughs> it's, it's, you know what I'm saying? Oh, that one album, dude, I can still remember. I feel like every song was about sex. No, you guys don't remember that. Okay. Maybe just the one song. <laughs> Maybe I just know three Nickelback songs. I don't know. <laughs> um,. I just think about that internet video that's got Chad or whatever his name is. He's holding up a picture with a graph on. He's like, "Look at this graph. Look at this photograph." Yeah, I got to take a phone call here. I got someone. Uh, sorry, that's like an urgent thing that just came up. Anyway, yeah, we're at the end of this podcast. Anyway, we're bullshitting. <laughs> I thought you were trying to get someone on the line here, like no, to go on I the podcast. Got, um, I got to call somebody about a deer. Oh, someone kill a deer? Yeah. All right, let it out on the podcast. I can't. I can't let this out. Oh, super secret. Super I, gotta help I already know who it is. I got a secret. I got to help somebody track one. All right, we got to get tonight. Here. No, I don't know. I don't know. I got to call a guy. Oh. All right, let's go. Let's go in this podcast. Thanks for listening, guys. Devin, congrats. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate. It. All right, hey, you know what to do. Shoot something. Go shoot your bow. We love you. search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv